Hi, Kevin. Hi, Kate. For those of you who are tuning in right at the top of the show, you might be confused. Where are the Shining Wizards that I so lovingly tune into for 11 years on a regular basis? Well, guess what, suckers? <laughs> Handsome Kevin and I are in charge tonight. Uh -huh. We are going to bring on your guests of honor, 11 years in podcasting, never having missed a week. We're going to have some fun tonight. We've got games. We've got a little, a little video package situation. We've we got, got a guests. surprise guest. We've got friends and family in the show. We're going to bring on Matt and oh. Tony oh. and Kevin. Oh, Happy anniversary, fellas, and happy birthday to the birthday boy, Matt. Happy birthday to you. You're supposed to take it from there, Tony. You oh, no, that's Eric. You, you got the second bar. You got the second bar, man. Happy birthday to you. Kevin. Of course. <laughs> what? God damn it, man. What a better microcosm of 11 years than Kevin being distracted and missing the boat. What was I supposed to do? <laughs> it's past. It's happy passed. birthday, but you know what? It's Monday night. You oh. know what that means. It's time for the Shining Wizards 11 year anniversary edition. Hit the thing, make it the sound go. Ruffling I don't know. I don't okay, we're recording. Let's Yay! If the butt is working, the butt is working. All right. Uh, Who wants to do an intro? Our intro is very long, just like our immense penises. Welcome, everyone. You fucking... Oh. No. Why did you turn that song off, by the way? It'll make Tony cry. Yeah, it'll make... I'll fuck uh, there you okay. go, Hello, everyone. This is the Empress of Tomorrow, Asuka, and you're listening to the Shining Wizards podcast. <laughs> hey, guys, this is George the Animal Steel, and you're listening to the Shining Wizards. <laughs> hey, guys, this is Michael P.S. Hayes, Terry Bam Bam Gordy, and Buddy Jack Roberts of the Fabulous Freebirds, and you're listening to the Shining Wizards. Oh! Woo! It's time for the Shining Wizards pay-per-view pick extravaganza thing! Hey, this is Sabu, and you're listening to The Shining Wizards. Hello, this is Jim Crockett from Jim Crockett Promotions, and you're listening to The Shining Wizards. How about this one? Hello, everyone. This is the King, Jerry Lawler, and you're listening to The Shining Wizards. Hey, guys, this is the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, and you're listening to The Shining Wizards. I'm afraid I've got some fake news. You are fake news. Fake news, Tony, bringing it to Kevin, making him lose his shit over a $10 Jey Uso figure. This is Broken Matt Hardy, and you're listening to The Shining Wizards. Wow. Hi, uh, Hi, this is the charismatic enigma Jeff Hardy, and you're listening to The Shining Wizards. Hi, this is Matt and Jeff Hardy of The Hardy Boys, and you're listening to The Shining Wizards. I had a good show. All right. People, we have a top five list constructed literally at the commercial break, and we're going to do it for you because we love you. He's got a list. It's going to be... Uh, oh, I should have thought about that. Uh... What wrestler's name start with a B who won a belt during a full moon during the month of July in the 90s? Thought about it. Duh. Hi there, this is Rambo Greg Ganya, and you're listening to The Shining Not, Wizards. Hello everyone, this is the Ugandan giant Kamala, and you're listening to The Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. That makes That's right, fellas. <laughs> we are in 
for a treat tonight, as you could probably tell by that intro. One of my favorite gimmicks you guys have ever done. I love the liners. <laughs> Tony's cooling down over there. Oh, a nice quick walk down memory lane. That, but for whatever reason, the Oscar one always pops me. Like, always pops me so hard. I, I can't believe I forgot that Rambo Greg Gagne gave us a liner. <laughs> I, my, my favorite sequence was the Matt Hardy, the Jeff Hardy, and then the Hardy. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I was like, I should take credit for Q editing with that, but that was just how Tony did them on the show. He delivered all three of them in a row on that episode. <laughs> you made oh, it man. easy on me today, but... Man, oh man, what a blast it was to put that together. Um, that, that, that was genius. Can I ask Tony what? Uh, where, where, where did you come up with it? What was the what, what was the I, idea behind it? I just thought it'd be funny to come up with right. one liner, and then I was like, "Well, why can't I just do everybody like this?" And then it just <laughs> sort of spiraled out of control. I think I did like forty or fifty of them. I haven't. I have them saved somewhere. You or... did a ton. I went from a. Uh, from when you went on your cruise to Bermuda and you were out there getting all those ones in the Bermuda Triangle. It was like one of my favorites. It was so soon after I started listening to, I was like, damn, these guys are fun. This is going to be <laughs> Little did I know, years later, I would be compiling your 11th year anniversary show together. But we have a lot of fun in store. We have a very exciting guest at 7.30 that I'm so excited to bring on but we've got a lot going on before that but overall let's shift the shit fellas how are you i saw all of you on saturday how are your recovery days been <laughs> oof oof um you know what i'm not gonna lie i was pretty good i uh was not hung over that's great for you that was good and i was up real early with my wife my wife um mrs money did not have a great end of her night that's not great. <laughs> she uh, she cated. <laughs> whoa, whoa! That sounds like the ass end of a great story. She cracked the egg there. I was not drunk when I puked. I ate something that made me puke, but <laughs> I did yeah, was... puke uh, all over Matt's car at a show that I also got COVID at. So nice. <laughs> <laughs> that was a rough GCW trip. But if you're gonna like get sick from some sort of show i was not surprised it was gcw surprised that's all you got i know i was just that's why i said i was just glad i didn't walk out of there with like an std or like hepatitis or anything like that but some sort of worm living in you i do i do have to mention this ryan schlong in the chat we need to address why does matt look like john cena to me my new gimmick Right. You got to keep working on that gimmick, Matt. I don't see Cena at all. Oh, there he is. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Oh, now it. I see Cena. <laughs> oh, okay. What up, bro? I'll tell you, I, uh, I got this nice new hat from my wife for my birthday. Nice. And uh, I still kind of look like a homeless man because I did not have time to go get a haircut today. So I said, I'm just going to wear a hat. And I did have my uh, time to suffer Bam Bam Bigelow, Big Van Vader t-shirt on. But I got sauce on it when I was making chili for lunch. So now hey, I got Kevin, what shirt do you have on? I, oh. Uh, oh, nice. <laughs> oh, 
legit not planned until the very end, but thank you. I got I gotta ask Tony, how how was full gear for you, my friend? How did that how did that play out for you? I I was I'm I'm really anxious to to kind of know how, <laughs> how you did one? it. Full Can gear. I feel that one, Kevin? No, if it if it was for you, I would have asked you, Kevin. God the truth. <laughs> oh brother. You know what? I had fun. It was good people, it was good times. I started cutting some gassers and I made fucking <laughs> I made bullet bullet club rob switches seat. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to. I was farting on Matt's neck all night, and then at one point after Matt moved, like, after he moved, like I cut one and it came out hot, and I was like, "Oh, bro, I apologize." He's like, "For what?" I'm like, "You'll know." Not really the delayed whiff. The delayed whiff is even worse. <laughs> there we go. Even though he's in the chat room, Rob's saying I died of fart poisoning. Oh no. Oh, wow. <laughs> The ghost of Rob. You know what though? Like I enjoyed it. There were there were some matches I really was into and didn't like the finishes. There were other matches I really enjoyed. There were some matches where I was just kind of like, eh. You can probably guess if you watched along at home which ones I thought were great and which ones I thought not so much. Um, but we had fun times. I well, you were a maniac. Yeah, so that's yeah, what fun. I do. <laughs> I was a maniac. I wasn't the one standing up calling the people around me poor. For sitting in the regular seats, I guess. <laughs> yeah, shocking upset. <laughs> fair. I mean, look, Jungle Boy, Jungle Man, hits some pile driver that took him forever to get, and I'm like, that's the fucking finish. And of course, that wasn't the finish. So I kind of lost my shit. That really annoyed me. And I was so pissed off, I went down to the merch stand and I got myself a Newark, New Jersey AEW shirt for 40 bucks. I'll show them. And I got myself some fucking ice cream. Because nothing says fuck you all like spending money on their product. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I do it with the Yankees now every year. So, <laughs> Well, Tony, you might have been farting down the aisle. But I say, handsome Kevin, do you want to take a walk? A little, stroll, a little stroll down Wizards Isle, maybe? Of the Shining Wizards previous anniversary shows, perhaps? I think it sounds like a good idea. Oh, Let's no. take a walk. Time, there were four of us. Um, so it was the three guys that were there, and then it was my name, but it wasn't my name. Oh, what was so it was Eddie, name? Matt, Tony, oh, I know it, and Brian. <laughs> yeah, so Matt goes, great sign, who's Brian? So someone didn't know who I was and thought I was Brian, and my name is Kevin. So I was like, dude, we we're like, what the fuck? And he fixed it, and he brought the Shining Wizard sign with each of our names in the corner, and a couple guys sitting right front row, like Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, face off, a sign, Shining Wizard, That's right awesome. in the back. That's cool. So, well, and you, you guys, it, you you guys do too. something. You get it all over the place. Well, the the one that was like. <laughs> cool for me was at SummerSlam with the, the big LaGreca head. Did you see? <laughs> yes. Like, I'm, like, I'm looking at Roman right behind Roman Reigns. It's like this big LaGreca head. <laughs> do you do you seek out that person and just be like, how can how, you? How does this happen? It's, it's rough. It happens, like, what's dude. the process? Like, if I wanted a giant mat head, like... Oh, it, there's a, oh you there's go a, to, like, fathead.com, yeah, isn't fat, it? Or something like that. There's yeah, yeah I guess there's place. ways, you know, the ways to do it, but... I thought I was kind of hoping it would start a trend that like my head would be at like every show, but it just hasn't taken off. Like, well, thanks. For That's actually a part of the reason we included that clip. Shout out to Brendan Haney who time stamped so many clips from your past anniversary shows. 
like the sweet little researcher that he is, but that one I wanted to play and I wanted to pause and talk about because now LaGreca does have like LaGreca heads at every show. And in general, it was just making me think about how much the time in the time of your show you've seen other people grow, never mind yourselves. Like LaGreca, obviously so many wrestlers now have like spots on national television, but like, is that a really wild experience from your guys' vantage point of like these people when in my basement half the time and then all of a sudden they're wrestling at a sold out arena in front of you. It, it is pretty wild. I find it even wilder that many years later, Matt is still looking for Matt head. <laughs> that's, ex- that's, that's the thing that I was going to take away from it. Matt wants to know where to get a giant head. You're already there, buddy. It's true. That <laughs> is not that big. I do not have a big head. Yeah. I'm surprised that hat didn't pop off yet. <laughs> It's holding on for dear life, but it's holding on. <laughs> you want like that the last? You want the last snap on that thing in the back? Oh no! <laughs> yeah, what snap we working with there? What's not? Got? <laughs> He's checking. Oh, <laughs> oh boo! Wow, Matt and Handsome Kevin oh, have the same right. hairstyle tonight. Right. Yeah, we both look like we fell out of a fucking flock of seagulls music video. <laughs> That's not bad. I was gonna say emo kids. I was gonna say, you what's the uh, what's the story with the sign that Kevin told? <laughs> All right, so what was it, Matt? It's like someone um someone made a sign that had the Shining Wizards logo, the Kick logo in the middle, and had at the time the four of our names on it. But I don't remember who it was, Matt. Do you remember who it was? It was? I believe it was Jeff Seltzer. Oh yeah, the Seltzer man. Whatever happened to him? And he had right, like hey, four tickets to Raw, and he made the sign, but he he didn't know who Kevin was. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, it, comes, it comes full circle for me uh because of last year's uh videos what pat buck didn't know that i was a wizard and he we had not gotten cancer out of our systems yeah he's, he's like congrats so and so so and then the, the guy that's no longer here he congrats he, he wish congratulations to you but congrats not that, that fella. i do but, uh, i do so- find it I find it amazing that I am the one that no one forgets. Who, who is it? your house. <laughs> it is your house. That's a good point. Is- this is my house. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Xavier Woods? <laughs> <laughs> what Tony. was that? Easy. Let me get my camera, Tony. Let me get hey, my camera. It's my house. <laughs> Easy there, Paige. Let's um, move along. Paige here. He put my name as Brian, but then like he X'd it out and then wrote Kevin. <laughs> Or something like that. I'm pretty sure. I think he made like a legit sign afterwards, but initially it started with a, a big X through Brian and then Kevin on it. That's so, amazing. It was incredible. I forgot about that. That's a great pull. Have me first of all. What the fuck are you guys doing? It's your eight-year anniversary. You should be talking about favorite memories, favorite interviews. Oh, we don't have any moments. You don't have any. That's a good question. I don't remember what I did last week. You guys are talking about the 1992 Royal Rumble. That's a great Rumble. In the first five minutes of your eight-year anniversary show. Is that not a a great Rumble? It's a great Rumble, (laughs) but you're supposed to be talking about your show. We don't. We hate ourselves, Dave. In fairness, wait. Go ahead. I think we spoke about the 1992 Royal Rumble on our first show, so we're bringing it back. Corpsing was corpsing when I was listening to these clips and Kevin was talking about the 92 Royal Rumble at that show. You guys were talking about it on the first episode. And of course, on Twitter as a nightly 
salutation to everybody, I guess. Uh, this cracked me up for so many reasons. Not only like that, but the fact that LaGreca has been there for so many of these and came out for the live show. What was your, I know Tony was like so excited about how things came together, um, but doing the live show when everything kind of culminated for the eighth year, what was that like? How different did that feel than like get together in studio? It was horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> but shout out to, to, to elementary because they made it so so easy to do and they provided us with like everything that we that we needed. Obviously, like Matt, you know, a lot of the grunt work too, but like it was they made it they made it so accommodating, but like the eighth year, like we did the five year one live, right, Matt? Is that the only is that the only other one that we did? We did the and one at the comedy show. Right, but that stunk. Yes. Um, <laughs> well the fifth year wasn't much better. I mean no, it was a little was better. Good either. It, was it was a little was, better than the than than Garwood. It was better than Garwood. It was the eighth. I think the eighth blew them both away. Oh, the eighth. The eighth was like a perfect storm. It was, and that kind of actually felt like we were kind of like, like, whoa, like these people are like. I mean, we had great guests. We had Dave. We had Crowbar. We had Follow. I believe uh, LSG was there, right? I think Austin mistaken. Theory was there too. Austin Theory was a for, great friend of the show. Austin Theory. Um, so Dude, like Anthony I, Bowens was there. AEW oh, World the Tag Team yeah. Champion Anthony Bowens was there. Yep, he showed up to to support, and I wish we could have had him on but at the time we you know we had we were booked man we were booked solid you're moving so uh no but that that was that was like the moment where we we're like wow these people are like here for like an event and it was like pretty cool that they were there for i mean obviously for the guests but for us too and it really made me like like, like stop and like whoa and dave dave is always a blast to have with us like he jumped right in i think kevin got up to take a piss at one point dave came right back to the table and joined in with us again started up conversation he's just he's so cool and he gets it and he just it's just a blast having him around too super happy for him well we are going to continue down the aisle a little bit but we are gonna welcome a guest on we got people popping in all night oh boy we're welcoming hey (laughs) what up fellas What's up, I've Brad? never actually put met you all face to face, so uh, just Kevin invited me in, wanted to pop in, say congrats, and uh, Shingo is my daddy as well as all yours. I'm probably sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> better off not meeting us. <laughs> What's that, Wolf? So, Brett, you didn't prepare a speech, man. <laughs> no, I did not prepare a speech. You didn't prepare a speech. You didn't prepare a joke. No, not the really. The Shingo Pop was it? That's all you had? Yeah, right? that's pretty much it. Yeah, I have 11 years, man. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wow. I'm editing Harsh audio. I got video later. Harsh. No, I had, a, I had a big weekend. We were at the Impact Show Friday in Louisville and then watched Full Gear, watched the Bengals beat the Steelers yesterday. So I just. Oh, okay, cool. So you're a Bengals fan as well. <laughs> How was wow, tough, tough, tough crowd here. <laughs> tough crowd here. Tough crowd. No, Bo, my partner, couldn't make it. We're actually getting ready to record, but uh don't have anything prepared. Just wanted to meet you guys, say congrats. Eleven years is fucking awesome. So impressive. Uh, we just hit two, like it seems like every other wrestling podcast out there now that started uh in the midst of COVID. But uh 
yeah, have followed you guys. Uh, High Five Tom initially put me on to you guys. Of course um, he did. <laughs> he's, he's, he's the man. Um, you know, I'll tune in from time to time because I've followed you on Facebook, and it's nice because that live feed just comes right up. And I will say uh, your interview with Matt Taven definitely made me like him a lot more than I did previously. So I think uh, that's ultimately a good thing, right? There you go, Matt. That's all you. <laughs> that was me and Kevin. Yeah. That was on my yeah. lunch break. That's right. Yeah. I remember him calling Ian Riccoboni and Melvin and being like, right, yeah. I'm in on you. That was good. <laughs> and then and then Matt, also that show you did with Kevin Kelly a few months ago also was spectacular stuff. So Red Club, baby. Red <laughs> Club. But yeah. So so you were you were at Overdrive? I was, yeah. I was at. It was it was a ton of fun, especially those last three matches. I mean, it was a little, you know, a little bit of a law before that. But uh, if you watched it, every single black Tarus chant that was started by me, every single one. <laughs> right, of them. Now you can so. get rid of them. <laughs> oh, you're that guy. <laughs> no, I, no. Well, let me ask Brett a question now. Yeah. So he went to Overdrive, and he clearly follows Impact. Yeah. I gotta ask because we had this conversation when when fucking the Big Mouth won the fucking. Royal Rumble, or whatever the fuck they call it. Bully, you, yeah, yeah. excited for fucking Bully Ray, Josh Alexander? No, I mean, not really, but that post-match angle, I guess. It was good. Least, that was interesting to be in the building for, too, because yeah. it's like you don't know how long they're on air, and it seemed like he was just dangling Alexander's wife for like 20 minutes before putting her down, but that made me more interested but before that i couldn't give a shit about yeah. it but yeah damn. i'm with you because the fact that Frankie he said... and josh was awesome though by the way can, can you can you please clarify let her down put her down what what happened yeah euthanized <laughs> so, oh he boy kept asking for the impact <laughs> he kept asking for the championship like the physical belt and he finally gave it to him and then he set her down gently instead of pile driving her but yeah, there was almost some uh, bully bully on woman violence there at the end. But uh, yeah, it was a oh, big uh, surprise. It was an interesting, yeah, for real. And well, it was funny. The guy next to me is like, "Man, I wanted to see Bully Ray as a heel in that opening match against Moose when he was babyface." And it's like, "Well, you fucking got to see it in you a big it. way here at the end." Yeah. The, the line, the line of the night to me was when Bully Ray said, "Like, I can't believe you actually thought you can trust me." Or somewhere, yeah. or something along those lines, which is like total, like, 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 it's bully race. So like, no one really gives a shit. But in terms yeah. of like storyline stuff, like, it was actually the perfect way to like actually cement like a super heel character. Like, I, you thought you could trust me, bro? Yeah. When all the weeks leading up, every single person would go up to Josh and be like, "You can't trust him. You can't trust him." Until Tommy Dreamer said you could. So. Yeah, I like the payoff, but uh, yeah, I couldn't give two shits before that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. When is that? When is that? What, what are they fighting at? When? At what? What is it? Hard to kill? I think it's sometime kill. in January. The yeah. January show. That's right. Yeah, so we got, we got three more months of bully. Easy to kill that car yeah. if you're gonna keep bully Ray around. I'm just saying. For real, I know. But speaking of filling cards, what do you guys think of the first few matches of Wrestle Kingdom? I mean, I know we knew Jay and Okada, but. I, for one, did not think Kenny Osprey was actually going to happen this year like a lot of people did. So I was uh, pretty surprised and happy about it. Wait, that's who's a Ken, thing? I who's Kenny was, Osprey? I thought that was a throwback picture that I saw. <laughs> no. I didn't know that. I, and I'm mad. I watched New Japan this week, so you'll be happy for me. <laughs> did, I break some, did I break some news here? 
no. to me. I mean, it's, it's been all over. It's been all over the internet. But... Take credit for it. We'll allow it. Uh, Russell, <laughs> Russell Kingdom shaping Oops. up to be yeah. a level card, and I think, I think you could make a case for Osprey and Omega to close the show. I doubt it will, but I me and my could. me and my British friend Kieran talked about it today uh, when we recorded Bread Club. <laughs> uh, that there's a you know the story might be a little more compelling than Okada J White. I'm not going to disagree. I, you know I, why? Because nobody likes Jay White. Fuck Jay White. That's why it's not compelling. Hey, I do. You can get me out of here now if you want. Yeah, throw him out, Kate. Press the You're button. Gone. I would have. I would have already done it. I just don't have the You're button. Gone. <laughs> it actually does. That work was out. three. That was three strikes and I'm out. So I'll. Uh... It's true. It's true. Well, we do thank you for coming on. We are going to kick you out because we got Absolutely. a whole lot of show ahead. But enjoy recording tonight, and thank you for stopping in. Yes. We appreciate it. Thank Always you again, Kevin, you, and congrats, thank you, brother. fellas. Yeah, hope to see you all down the road again in the future. Take care. Absolutely. Be well, man. Yeah, be well. Thank you, man. And if you guys want to follow Brett at Brain Buster Boys on the Twitter machine, like you said, they just celebrated two years. So nice. yeah. check thank it out. You. I'll fucking kill you, Rob. I swear to God, you son of a bitch. This fucking Mark motherfucker baby club sealer, <laughs> whatever your stupid name is, he took a picture with Jay White and he sent it to me in a group chat. And then when I was going to pull up the evidence Saturday night of full gear, motherfucker went into the chat and deleted the picture. <laughs> that's smart that's smart we, we gotta go on the social we, we gotta go we gotta go back a little bit in the chat uh Kratzo chiming in buck pat buck called matt geppetto that was pretty <laughs> funny uh let me see uh mike spear putting over meeting dave lagreca he saw him in a wizard shirt and dave put us over that's awesome that's love from dave Kratzo made a good point here best anniversary show is episode 100 do you guys remember that one nope Spooning with Sonny, I believe, was the episode. Oh, boy. Good <laughs> episode. Remembers. Maybe not as timeless as some other ones. <laughs> Matt quit. <laughs> no, episode episode 100 was in Fairfield at Nikki and, oh, God, Nikki and Chris's house. It was after all the boys got rid of the flop. Oh, house that was 100? Yeah, that was that was episode oh, 100. So I, was, so I, I was there, but I wasn't officially on board yet. Yeah, but you were part of it. I mean, we, yeah, we invited you along. That was a great time. Dude, we had we had the Fallen Angels there. We had uh, Bonesaw, Bonesaw was there. <laughs> Dude, we, we must have had 20 people in the room, and we had three microphones because we had a shit-ass soundboard at the time. Jamie, Jamie was there. Jamie was there. So we were literally just passing around microphones. And the most hilarious thing to me was um the fallen angels were close with jimmy snooker so he came up in conversation and without them knowing because they weren't wearing headphones we kept playing the superfly theme when they were talking about how sad it was that the woman jimmy snooker killed that woman over over the super 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 fly (laughs) oh no oh it was great we were where did that go we're just literally his only requirement is show up and he's gone (laughs) we're just getting a daddy soda where did spooning Sonny come into all that? Okay, so do you remember there was a convention, right? Oh yes, we were Legends, just talking about this on Saturday too. A Legends. That's funny because I was actually just talking about Bonesaw recently too. That's so <laughs> weird. Um, so there was a convention where Sonny was like doing photo ops where like you could like spoon with her in her hotel room bed. Yeah, yeah I don't know if you remember yeah. that. That was that was a story going around for a while. We were, we're living proof. We were there. And by the way, 
Sunny baked cupcakes and she brought them to the convention and they were amazing. And they didn't have anything funny in them either. So there you go. Mm. Sunny is kind of a bone saw in her own right, isn't she? <laughs> you know what? All her faults, she's never been nothing but great to us. Yeah. Never yeah, been nothing but great to us. It, it's, it doesn't it's, age it's really... great, but it's, I've never had an issue with her ever. So. It's, it's kind of sad. It sucks, that, you know. But... Yeah. Well, that was a really fun thing to bring us all down with. Thanks, guys. This is why I'm the one bringing you down. The no, but the spooning. So, wait, let me finish the story. So, the spooning with Sunny thing, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, we, we, we were talking to her. The, the convention's getting ready to wrap up. And she said, hey. And it was me, Matt, and Phil, Turnbuckle Throwbacks. And she was like, hey, why don't you guys come up? We'll take a funny picture together. It'll be a hoot. You know, like, come up to the room, this and that. She goes, this is my room. She gave us a number. Uh, I'll be up there in a few minutes. I'm just going to finish selling my gimmicks and, and I'll come up. Okay. So the three of us, we, we go up, we go up to, to the room. We're waiting by the door. And I don't know which was worse. There were two Russian guys that showed up and they spoke to each other in Russian. Already worse. Standing next to us in the hallway. <laughs> and couple number two was this dude who was happened to be a real big fan. And he goes to a lot of conventions. He's, I don't know if he's got MS or what the deal is. He's in a wheelchair and he's with his mom, and she's gonna put him in the bed to take pictures with Sonny. So Matt looks at us, he goes, Bro, we gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so rather than get an awesome picture with Sonny, which we had all planned out, like she's like, Yeah, two of you could rub my feet, one of you could be giving me a massage, it'll be real goofy, you know. But you know, we, we were trying to work with it. So we wound up at Chick-fil-A down the turnpike instead. <laughs> No, no. Did, did the thought ever cross your mind? Because you, you guys are capable. You could have helped that young lad into Sonny's oh. bed. You let the mom do it. That's got to be more uncomfortable for him. Oh, but she was. Oh, he was telling us stories like, "Yeah, my mom. Uh, she takes me everywhere. We. I've met so and so and this one and blah blah." And I was like, "Yeah, no." Mom's got him covered, dude. He, Tony, he I don't, think, no the, I don't think the foot rubbing details have ever been released. Oh yeah, no, that that was like her idea. We were kind of down for it because we didn't want to get in like laying in bed with her. Like, like we we thought something goofy would be funny, you know. I just, yeah, nobody like wants a, to get in bed with Sonny. I've no, never like heard of anybody that. Like the, that. The, the knuckleheads with yeah, like, like Sonny we could have used it like his promotional shit for like you know the next convention or you know for the podcast or something. I thought it would have been kind of cool, but. Yeah, it got a little weird real fast. So we were like, yeah, no, we're yeah, lost on that. There's a lot of moving parts of that story. It, it's a great story. Fantastic. One a lot of a lot of the newer listeners probably don't know. It's true. Cool. Vintage. Where Excuse the fuck me. did Matt go? I he don't fucking, know. Is dude, he... he bailed, dude. I didn't get a text or anything, did I? Nope. Oh, here, there he is. I see him. Oh, perfect timing. He probably because... shit his pants. Did you shit your pants on the anniversary show? Yeah, he shit his oh. pants. My niece called me to say happy birthday to me. Oh, that's awesome. Well, tough <laughs> shit. We're going back down the aisle. You FaceTime me, so I had to take it. Uh, can I, can I bring nice. it back to, to Jay White really quick? Now, uh, you were making fun of Rob for getting a picture with Jay White. He yep. sent me a picture. I don't see Jay White in that picture. I don't know what you're talking about. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking horseshit, first of all. I have no idea what you're talking about, dude, but that's a handsome Ooh. fella in that picture with Rob. Yeah. All right, fellas. I got a schedule <laughs> to keep. All right. We can bicker about Jay White. I don't know. Another 500 fucking episodes. All right. We're going back down the aisle. Very cool. Come on. Why'd I you throw th Matt out? I didn't mean to. Why? <laughs> Why won't you play? Which nice one, man? 
far of doing this. My show. favorite memory, it's not necessarily something that happened on air, but was when we uh, vended Nigel McGuinness at WrestleCon. Yes, this is a great story. It. No, seriously, this, this is and hard And he was supposed to drive to the convention with Mike Mondo, but Mike Mondo didn't show up that morning. And I kind of had a feeling that was going to happen. So when he texted me to tell me his ride wasn't there, I quickly responded that I was outside of his hotel waiting for him. <laughs> Which is a little creepy, but, but it worked out. He showed up, he sold all his DVDs, all his documentaries. He couldn't have been happier. And uh, he had a great time. And I had to drop him back off at Ring of Honor. So it was cool. I got to spend a weekend with a very depressed Nigel McGuinness. <laughs> because if you remember, that was... Yep. When we first did, this was seven years ago? It was the first WrestleMania, 29? And yeah. it was when first, it was like, yeah, WrestleMania 1, we started this podcast. Yes. <laughs> and it was Punk and Brian and all the guys he worked with at Ring of Honor who were going to perform at WrestleMania, and he didn't get that chance because of what happened to him uh, with the hepatitis. Yeah, so he was like really in a weird spot. So it was a... In- I love that clip because uh, the story is great of you just showing up. But also, we talk about it kind of time over time of how much fun the wrestling stuff is, but how much more fun the memories around it can even be and about the friendships that I've like cultivated out of it. I certainly feel that way from you guys. I have made so many friends out of it. But what is that like? uh, Like, not anybody, like, I can't think of many other people that are going to have that story. You know what I mean? What's going through your head when you're on your way to the hotel to pick up Nigel McGuinness, who may or may not show up, who doesn't know that you're on your way? Like, what's going through your head at that time? I feel I feel like somewhere in our court. So we had gotten the table at the WrestleCon and we had decided, hey, let's reach out to people that we have a good rapport with and just say, hey, we can't give you we can't pay you. But we'll give you an opportunity to come and sell shit like we don't want anything we don't want money we don't want to cut we just want to we just want to say wrestler x is at our table so somewhere along the way nigel had agreed and somewhere in the email it came up that he was staying at that hotel so when he wasn't there by a certain time i was like i'm gonna drive to his hotel because we haven't heard <laughs> yet. like i just didn't we put so much it was our flick we were so fucking green to being in like the podcast industry, it was such like a new thing. I think we were next to Busted Open. We like, were, uh, yeah. LaGreca like, is like your, your <laughs> six like degrees in, of separation at all times. They were like the furthest, like, they were like next to the fucking snack bar. Like, we were so far in the corner. And it was just like, we had all these signs made up and we were like promoting it for like months. And I was like, well, we got to get this fucking guy. Because like, Mondo wasn't showing up, like Mondo couldn't make it or some bullshit, and he's like texting me throughout the day, like I can't get in there. There's so much traffic, so he was a fucking fiasco. But I was like, by hook or by crook, we're getting fucking just incredible <laughs> and Nigel McGuinness here somehow. Weren't we like one of the first tables though? If I remember, correctly? yeah. When you, when you walked in, it was it was busted open. It was marking out, and then it was us. Like we were all in that row. Yeah, and that was still when like Doug Mortman was part of the show. You want to hear an awful story about how stupid I am? I had yes. no idea what oh, Busted Open Radio was. I got Doug Mortman's card and I emailed him, asked him if he was looking for wrestling, uh, re- a wrestling show for Sirius XM to give us a show. 
Cody's breaking news all over the place. Did you ever tell us that? Probably not. No. Because I didn't. I actually didn't put two and two together until a couple years later. I said, "Oh, what an asshole!" Here I was shooting my shot, you know, and I was just like, "Yeah, sorry." You never got a response, Tony. No. God no. You know what's funny about that show is who else uh, was there? Apparently, he's really good friends with Dreamer. It was Vic Joseph, and we befri- and he befriended us as well and gave us like because he was doing commentary. I think play by play for like the Bengals or something like that, or the Browns or one of, one of the teams. And he was really really cool. And like he got me, you know, to meet Dreamer at the time, and it was it was super dope. And Vic Joseph was actually there at that at that show, like like escorting Dreamer around. And Dreamer, who wasn't doing podcasts at the time, actually gave Kevin a couple of questions for our show. Yeah, which was he, awesome. so that was that was actually really cool because this is another moment, like like you guys said, like super green. You guys had been doing it for a little bit. I commented you'd be like the roving reporter type deal, which was awesome. Like, ask a guy, you know, grow a pair and ask him some questions. So like Dreamer was like, listen, I'll pay I'll pay for this picture if you just answer a couple questions. Like I'll buy something. I'm not just gonna waste your time. And then Dreamer was just like, no, man, you're good. Like, I appreciate the offer. Let's let's talk for a little bit. And it was uh it was super awesome, man. So like Vic Joseph set that up. So that's yeah, cool. and and actually that same weekend was when Kevin got his feet wet. He was doing all the backstage interviews at the PWS super shows oh, before God, the yeah. convention. I saw Jushin Liger without his mask for the first time ever. It was oh no. I think that was the night that Matt saw the rock and roll express his nuts. I was not there. I mean the the first night. <laughs> yeah, but I think Kevin Kevin talked to like Kevin Steen that night. I think the Briscoes, like there were a ton of stars there, and Kevin was interviewing all of them. We met the Pope's mom; she was in the crowd. Yeah, talked to the Pope about White Castle. It was fantastic. <laughs> I would love to listen to that audio again. I think Kevin talks to Cole Cabana at WrestleCon, and Cole Cabana makes like a job, like a '90s Jabba reference. Kevin's like, "What? You wrestled so and so?" And Cole Cabana's like. Nope. <laughs> Probably. Nope. <laughs> and then uh what's his name? Um who is oh, what the fuck's his name? Necro Butcher. Was yeah, there. you interviewed him too, didn't you? Yeah, and he he rid me by saying, like, I wanted to talk to Liger. And he's like, No, he speaks English. Go talk to him. Go talk to him. Go talk to him. <laughs> and whether he did or not, I don't know. But I went and tried to talk to Liger, and he just looked at me like I was a jerk off. Like, it was nuts, man. Well, we'll continue down the aisle for a little more, but we do have a guest at 730 that I'm very excited about. What did did Handsome Kevin do for this show? Because it seems like Kate's doing everything. There's stuff on the back end that he contributed to. Kate Kate took the wheel, and sometimes, you know, I'm smart enough. When somebody's got the wheel, I'm not taking it away from them, right? I don't want to wreck the car. No, we had a very healthy and good division of labor. It's just all my stuff at the beginning of the show. So. A lot of similarities <laughs> in the Kevins tonight. Noticing. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I was so close to putting on like a fucking hockey jersey and I was going to find a goddamn leather hat. Like I was, I, the whole thing. I was, I thought about it. I just didn't want to, I didn't want to cut you too deep because I know about your sensi pants. I have sensi pants. You're right. Sensi <laughs> a whole lot of sensi pants. Let's continue down the aisle. Interesting car ride back. Um, what is your uh, What is your favorite interview from the eight years that you oh, guys God. have been on the air? The one that the one that always comes up right away is Stevie Ray. 
I'm a big Stevie Ray guy. It was, it was, he was real. He told us the whole Booker T. Hulk Hogan story on the, on the show. If you guys aren't familiar with that, Google it, because I'm not going to talk about it. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, when Booker let the line slip, you know, Hogan were, kinda, yeah, and then yeah. he talked about it and talked about Hogan and, and all that stuff. Um, the Lanny Poffo interview, and Good that's one. also something that happened off the air, because he read to us his induction speech for the Macho Man going into the Hall of Fame before anyone else ever cool. heard it. Very cool. So we had him on the podcast, and he read that speech to us uh, before the world saw it on USA Network or whatever it was on at the time. I believe it was still USA Network. Um, favorite in-studio moment, Danny Doring, probably coming in, bringing the ECW Tag Team Championship belt. Nice. That was cool. That is probably head, head and shoulders above probably one of the best uh, in-studio moments ever, just holding that belt and, and being there with Danny Doring, who, you know, is the last reigning uh, ECW Tag Team Champion with Roadkill. Um, his- just some crazy moments that Kevin called out in there. Did you ever think podcasting would lead you down? <laughs> we can skip over. We can glance over some of the first stuff, but but like Danny Doring in person with the ECW tag belt, like that's crazy. Like when you, what's that like on your side? I think so. I always get a little jealous because I started watching in my twenties. Like I don't have those nostalgia growing up memories, or like in my teens especially, or anything like that. That that must just be crazy for you guys. Uh, yeah, it is. It is wild. But then you kind of have to. You have to. You have to decide. Like, am I going to fanboy or am I going to like <laughs> represent this brand and like, like just treat him like a normal dude? Yeah. Or yeah, I feel like that's probably woman. too rare in wrestling podcasting. Like everybody makes well, it like. That the Chris Farley show sketch, like, do you remember that time? <laughs> yeah, well, when... <laughs> if, you go back, if you can find like the first couple years, there's some fucking rough. rough I have like the fucking Drew Gulak interview where I'm like, tell us about your past wrestling experiences. <laughs> uh, the fucking Serena Deeb interview where I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> love the king, love the king. I'm the king of awkward podcasting. I'm pretty sure I slapped David Starr in Tony's basement, which now I don't feel bad about. You did. I edited that out with good reason. <laughs> so, and Joey Janela. That was the other piece of that clip was you almost started oh, a fight with Joey Janela. No, no. Joey Janela wanted to. This was like Joey was trying to make a name for himself and we were doing the podcast and he like was starting to like be a wise ass. And I was like, I'll fucking get up and smack you. And, and that like, your arm was in a sling at this yes, time. My arm was in a sling. And then he like <laughs> gave me the Iggy. Then he like he like winked at me. So then we decided like just to fucking like start arguing and then turn off the feed. That's so funny. Oh <laughs> my god. People I were like that. fucking sending us messages like the next two days. Like what happened with Joey? Because Joey was like a loose cannon then. Yeah, and I think that was the night my wife wanted to divorce me for letting my for keeping my kid up all night with the screaming and holler. <laughs> totally different now. Well, we do have <laughs> our guest here. I'm so excited. Uh, this was a dream get for me to be able to bring to Tony. Um, I'm to me. I yeah, I'm so excited because you guys feel like family, and I thought, what better way to keep the family theme going? And to welcome Daryl San Martino, and we're going to talk about the Bruno biopic and let Tony mark out for a while. <laughs> oh. Hi, Daryl. How are you? Good. How are you? 
doing well. I'm so excited to have you on selfishly for my own reasons to get to talk to you. But uh, this fella, Tony, if you skip over one, uh, is the biggest fan of Bruno San Martino in the world. And so I wanted to be able to talk to you. Um, oh, perfect. And we also have Larry, who is a big part of the documentary as well. Um, I'll get into the documentary a little bit, but I really, really wanted to throw this over to Tony because we have a, a Discord, like a community app, and there was an entire month where every day for the entire month of July, Tony posted a Bruno San Martino <laughs> fact uh -huh. of the day. He's such a huge fan. He is so a, a, not only a fan, like a very respectful reverence for, for Bruno and um, I just, I'll let him take it from here for the time being. And then I have so many questions myself about the documentary as well, but Tony, this one's for you, buddy. So <laughs> first of all, gentlemen, thank you so much. This is a pleasure and an honor to be, and I had no idea that Kate was bringing you guys in, which makes it even, even doubly special. Uh, like Kate said, huge reverence for Bruno, everything that he did, everything he accomplished, not only as an Italian American, but as a wrestling fan, I mean, you know, they always talk about, you know, Luthez or Ric Flair or some of the other guys, but people just don't get Bruno was wrestling, not even here in the Northeast, but pretty much everywhere. The Italian strongman feats of strength that nobody was even coming close to, you know, in his time, what he went through with the war and, and, you know, like, and trying to recover as a little kid, everything that, that his mom did for him, just such an incredible story of so much tragedy. And then the triumph that came out of it. It's just, uh, you know, it, it speaks to me because, you know, like my, my grandmother emigrated from Italy. My grandfather was first generation on his side from Italy. So the story just means so much to me on so many, uh, you know, different levels and layers. And as a matter of fact, on the wall, if I move the computer, I'd kind of screw things up. But very first picture on the wall, my autographed picture for, with Bruno, who I actually had the pleasure to meet at one of the big events in Queens. I actually played hooky from work that Saturday to go out there to meet him. So when I say Bruno means so much to me, it's not a lie. It's not kayfabe. It's not faking around. Definitely big deal. So let me get right into it. The impetus for the documentary. Like I know, you know, it's Bruno's story. Of course, there were so many problems with COVID. What makes you guys get to that point where like, Hey, this is the time, this is the right time to put Bruno's story out there. Well, I'll start if you don't mind, Daryl, since. Oh, no, uh, go ahead. <clears throat> You know, I grew up in Pittsburgh. I have three brothers, and we wrecked a lot of furniture because of Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Bruno really in Pittsburgh with Roberto Clemente and Franco Harris and some of the icons of the early sports era here, uh, really it was Bruno who was the biggest star in town. And, you know, it was 32 years ago when I first met him, and I was just a young guy, had a TV show. And the producer said, hey, we booked Bruno San Martino. I'm like, are you kidding me? And he had just then left uh, being a commentator with Vince on the WWE. And so he was kind of settling in. And I asked my father-in-law, the late Dan Marino Sr., whose son, of course, is the famous quarterback. Uh, and I said, hey, we got Bruno San Martino coming on the show. He said, I grew up with Bruno when he emigrated from Italy. We went to school together. He lived around the corner in a little place called South Oakland near the University of Pittsburgh here. 
And I said, you're kidding. So he gave me pictures that I was able to share on TV. He says, tell Bruno, I said, hello. And the other part was that the Marinos were from the same little town in Italy called Pizza Ferrado, which is just a little pinprick on top of the Apennine Mountains, about three and a half hours east of Rome. And never in my wildest dreams did I think I'd meet Bruno and then end up going to that town and finding my wife's family as well. So when I told Bruno, my father-in-law says, hello, Bruno said, who's your father-in-law? I said, damn right. <clears throat> Here he goes, oh my God. So we immediately bonded and he was such a wonderful gentleman for somebody who had such star power and status. And then he told the story live on the air. Now, I just knew him as this great wrestling champion, had no idea what his family had suffered at the hands of the Nazis in World War II after Italy, you know, had turned to the Allies. And he was eight years old when all that happened, survived this hideous uh, 14 months deeper into the mountains. Yet it was his mother who was his hero because she had risked her life multiple times, not only for her own three children, but for the villagers and their kids as well. So my thought was, why doesn't anybody know this story? Why hasn't anyone really told this? So three decades later, here we are. The documentary finally released in May. And that's kind of a whole side story. But, you know, there were many times we wanted to quit, right, Daryl? But I often thought of your dad. What would Bruno do? He'd say, you don't quit. That's not it. Right. <clears throat> vocabulary. So we kept it going and uh, proud that we have Bruno Zamadino. Beautiful. Daryl, you never had any interest in following in, uh, in Bruno's footsteps? Uh, no, I wrestled amateur and uh, my dad wanted us to go to college. So I went to college and uh, graduated, and my career was in law enforcement. So I never uh, – I don't think he would have let me anyways. <laughs> <laughs> just the divorce rate so high, you know, in that business. You're never home. It's just it's – a, it's a tough business all the way around. Another, another testament to your dad, though. I mean, you know, married, has a family, was out on the road, and – you know, he pretty much wrote his own ticket. When he said he was done, he was done. I mean, I, on you know, my age, I didn't get to see him in his prime, but that little bit where he did wrestle into the 80s was when I was first introduced to him. And I tell everybody, and everybody, you know, they kind of like, yeah, whatever. But there's a cage match that I swear up and down by is my favorite cage match of all time. It's Bruno teaming with Tito Santana against... Hmm. The Macho Man and Adrian Adonis at the Garden. What a match. I love this thing. And Bruno was, you know, he was done with the business at that point. But, you know, Vince still wanted to keep him around. That match still blows me away. People, I, I followed Tito Santana on uh, Facebook. And every once in a while, that, that match makes its way back up. And I always make sure I comment to him, like, favorite, most favorite fa cage match of all time. Love that. Thing. Yeah, I think, I think my dad was like 53 years old then. Isn't that crazy though? Isn't it is. that crazy? Like yep. you think about it nowadays, like, you know, I, I know I know a lot of the uh a lot of the guys there, they 
you know, they train better. They take better care of their bodies. A lot of them are away from the vices that were affecting wrestling into the two thousands, which, you know, your, your father always took a, took a stand against. And, you know, you'll, you'll see, you'll see guys that are in wrestling, you know, going into their fifties now, but back then, especially like you had to be some sort of machine to keep it up at that level. Like your father did. It was just incredible, incredible testament to what he was able to accomplish and still accomplish at that age. Yeah. I mean, he was, uh, he was like 70, I think he was 78 years old, and he was still doing 225, 225 pounds on the bench press for 20 reps. Damn. That was ridiculous. Yeah. That is ridiculous. Wow. Whew. And about, uh, Daryl, when we went to Columbus and uh, for the Arnold Classic, uh, gee, that's been probably six, seven years ago, maybe more now. That was yeah, that was 2013, right? Yes, that's right. So it's going to be 10 years coming up this March. So guys, you'll love this. I mean, Bruno, I was concerned when we first went to New York. I thought, well, this is great for the champ, but I thought, you know, how people kind of fade from, you know, there was John Cena and The Rock and and, and The Miz and all these guys that were current, you know, even 10 years ago. And I'm thinking, are they really going to care? And it was quite the opposite. They just were absolutely thrilled to see him and gave him the respect that uh, he deserved, certainly. And uh, the rock kissed him on each cheek and said, you know, we stand on your shoulders and those kind of things. But when we were in Columbus, Arnold Schwarzenegger wanted to do his induction. So he was inducted into the international sports hall of fame. Then the next month, in the garden to the WWE after he and Vince, you know, after 27 years kind of uh, came to uh, understanding and peace, which was really great to see. But it was Arnold that said, uh, he told us when he was competing, sometimes Bruno was a judge and Arnold said, he didn't know who he was, huh, Daryl? Yeah. Who's this guy, this judge? He looks uh <laughs> and then uh and even Bruno wasn't sure how Arnold, he hadn't seen him in so long, how he would treat him, and Arnold couldn't have been more gracious. And and then he told in the documentary, because we went back to interview him, he said the first time I see Bruno Zamadino, I go to the garden and it's packed to the rafters, and he comes out. And the people just go crazy. He's lifting guys four, five hundred pounds overhead. <laughs> How is this possible, Bruno Zanadino? And then when he said, "This is the star of all stars," I thought that's the money shot. You've got arguably one of the most famous people on the planet Earth, Arnold, telling people that Bruno's the star of all stars. So for young people or people that might not have known who Bruno was or what he accomplished, that intrigued us. And Arnold was gracious enough, you know, to do our documentary and to explain why this story, because like Arnold was an immigrant. And while Arnold said he didn't go through the same kinds of things that were still, you know, in every immigrant, everybody that got here has had to overcome some major obstacles and, that's really the heart. It always amazed me, Daryl, your dad, what drives him? What, why is he able to 
come here as a uh, 75-pound weakling that doesn't know the language to America, get bullied and picked on? How does he become literally at one point the strongest man in the world and has the adulation of Arnold Schwarzenegger, Frank Sinatra, all these other guys? And this is the story about really his mother's courage. That's where he gets his heart of a lion because he never wanted to disappoint her. Right, Daryl? Absolutely. And when he was here, nothing was tough to him because he went through the real tough periods. So if you can withstand that, then you can withstand anything. That's what he used to say. Just to jump in. Oh, sorry, Kevin. I just yeah. I just, just got to ask because real quick, first, uh, Larry, incredible Arnold, by the way. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> might might be the best I've ever heard. Um, so real quick, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but do you think that the WWE or pro wrestling in general does enough representation of Bruno and his impact on pro wrestling? as a whole and do you think that this generation's fans that are coming up are exposed to enough bruno to really appreciate what he meant to wrestling in this north northeast area and all over the world well i will tell you this uh triple h and his wife obviously everybody knows stephanie they were absolute champions of making this happen and Daryl can attest to that because without Triple H, it wouldn't have happened. So I give Triple H all the credit in the world. Triple H is a man of his word. He's a gentleman. He is an outstanding businessman, along with being such a huge performer. And without Triple H, this doesn't happen, Daryl. Oh, it wouldn't have happened. Nope. So to answer your question, Kevin, is uh, I appreciate what they have done. I mean, you know, it's like anything in life. It comes and goes. You know, there's flashes of talent. Then there's some talent that has more of a long-lasting image. But I think Bruno and his legacy is secure now with the WWE because, because of Triple H. And, um, and I would thank them for that first and foremost because they were supportive and, you know, wanting to tell the story. And it's hard, though. Young people, you know, everything's flash and quick. And, you know, they really sit down and, and look at who Bruno was and what he did. They might appreciate, you know, where the sport has come from since. Uh, and also with all the WWE uh, shows that are on and the opening vignette, they have a little video, not a video, but they have a clip of my dad. And he's the only old school guy wrestler it's even shown on that vignette. So I thought that was that was nice of them to do that, as he is well-deserving of that. Oh, for sure. Did you have an idea growing up, Daryl, that your dad was such, like, a rock star? Or yeah. was he just kind of kind of your dad to you? You know what? I always looked at it like he's just my dad, you know, and it was just maybe a different kind of job he had. But I, I didn't realize it <clears throat> until I started traveling with him on i mean you have the rock and you know all these other guys calling him sir and you know mr san martino and he's like no call me bruno he's like no we have too much respect for you we'll call you mr san martino uh that's when i really started realizing how huge he really was but you know if you would ask my dad he didn't think he was better than anybody or bigger than anybody it was just a job to him 
just to put food on the table. Right, Larry? Yeah, I mean, uh, he loved, you know, he loved the fans. I mean, he loved yes. to perform. But everything that goes with that lifestyle, the travel and the long hours, and, you know, think of the days, you know, he compared it to guys who played football. You know, you have a game a week, and what they did, you know, was very physically and mentally taxing. But in the moment, he loved it. He loved to shine, and he wanted to be the best. Uh, I think it was pretty cool when we took Bruno to meet Bruno. We <laughs> found out that Bruno Mars uh, was named after Bruno. So Bruno Mars came to Pittsburgh and uh, was performing. <laughs> and we told Bruno, Bruno Mars wants to meet. Well, he wasn't really sure who Bruno Mars was. I, <laughs> <laughs> I told him, I said, Bruno, he's one of the most famous musical talents on the planet right now. And he goes, yeah, but one time he said, uh, I'm named after some old fat wrestler. I said, I said, I'm sure once he meets you and understands the story, he's going to feel different. So reluctantly, we took Bruno down. Pat Hampson, this gentleman and his wife, who just fell in love with Bruno, too. They they have a Rolls Royce. So they uh, offered to Uber him down in a Rolls. He said, we should arrive in style so we got there and the the young guy from the music you know i guess it was i heard music he didn't really know he didn't understand but he do this every time bruno mars goes to a city he gets a request sheet from interviews or people that want to meet or people that want to sign you know all kind of different pitches and he said no to everyone but when he saw bruno's name he said this is a definite yes so this guy was like, all right, uh, well, let's go. So we go into his dressing room, half hour before showtime. It's just him and his manager. And the first thing Bruno Mars said was, Mr. San Martino. And I thought, good, you good you like you did there. Nice. That's old school respect. And uh, he said, my dad told me he couldn't believe I was going to meet you. He was over the moon. And he ran and got his phone and he read – he texted his dad, and then his dad said, tell Bruno he's the Muhammad Ali of wrestling. And so Bruno had asked me, should I bring some kind of a gift? I said, well, yeah, it would be nice because he could give it to his dad. Bruno Mars can afford anything in the world, <laughs> but something you give him for his dad will be special. So he brought a replica of his first championship belt, and Bruno – I don't know if you guys can oh, see Oh, that's that. awesome. Oh, wow. Oh, i never seen that. And oh, that's so cool. Guess what? So I think Bruno Mars's manager took that photo because he wouldn't let us take pictures. <laughs> they tweeted it out the next day, and it went viral. Bruno got a call from Associated Press, uh, New York Times, L.A. Times, uh, some outlet in England, and he was like, he didn't understand. I go, Bruno, you went viral. You're back on top. He goes, what's viral? Yeah. <laughs> You're the champion. I said, the fact that Bruno Mars gave you some love and, and said he was so honored to meet you. I said, 
people. So he ended up doing interviews about that. So I thought, well, there's a, there's a connection for a lot of young people who think they must have had a lot of respect for this guy. You don't name your kid after somebody that you don't respect, right? That was his nickname. So I asked Bruno Mars, I said, all right, so you picked your stage name. I said, you got Bruno from Bruno. I said, where'd you get Mars? He, he said, because girls think I'm out of this world. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I hope you had fun at the show because he's an excellent live show. Um, I'll throw this back to the guys, but I also did just want to mention that uh, when Tony brought up Adrian Adonis, it made me think of Sam Adonis, who's been on the show a couple of times and also from from the area and, and talked about this documentary and how much Bruno meant to, to him and his family and just spoke with a similar respect. So I just wanted to pass that along because he uh, was very visibly moved when when we brought it up. But I'll throw it back over to uh, to the guys now. <laughs> So when you got the film, uh, Bruno San Martino, available at brunosanmartino.org. Uh, it's also on Apple TV, Amazon Prime, Plex, Tubi. You can check it out anywhere. We always know when we do these documentaries that something uh, unfortunately doesn't make it into the film. Is there any fun stories or something that you guys wanted to, to be included in this film that, that maybe is on like a DVD extra gimmick? <laughs> Boy, that's a really good question, Matt, because <laughs> this was a long journey. Uh, Daryl, you should tell him about how you really hacked off your dad in Rome. <laughs> oh, God. <clears throat> you know, Bruno so was a stickler for, let's just say, uh, being on time. <laughs> a man after my own heart. <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, we were in Rome, we were staying at a beautiful, beautiful hotel and we were leaving the next day and, uh, we all went out the night before <laughs> and, uh, I couldn't get up in the morning and my dad was furious because if you're 15 minutes early, you're on time. Now I'm holding everybody up and my dad is, I'm telling you, he was mad. I mean, Larry, well, you saw it. I've never seen and, it like that before. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I get on, I, I, you know, I feel like a jerk because, you know, everybody's waiting on me. Get onto the bus, and he's like, that's inexcusable and unforgivable in front of everybody. And I was like, oh, I felt terrible. But he was he was a stickler about certain things, you know, time, and you better, if you say you're going to, if you commit, then you 100% commit, you know. That's just old school Italian. That's, that's, that's what he was, you know. He had you know, his uh, principles. We just showed uh, and screened the documentary for at the Heinz History Center in Pittsburgh on Bruno's birthday, October 6th, which was a great night. And uh, Sam was there and uh, his family, wrestling family, you know. And who else was there, Daryl? We had a couple. Who was that super tall wrestler? You know, he's not a wrestler. He's an actor. Oh, my God. He's like almost 7'1". Seven, one. He's 7'1". Seven, seven, one. One. So, yeah. and then we had, uh, who else was Shane here? Douglas? Oh yeah. So we had a lot of guys come it was just a cool night, but it I'm, was, I'm thinking of those travels to Italy to, uh, this top of this mountain, uh, how emotional it was for Bruno to go back to where they hid from the Nazis. Cause he, he never imagined nor thought he would or ever under any circumstances go back and do this, uh, so it's it's pretty powerful. It really 
uh, is it was been an honor to to know him. God, you feel so lucky because everywhere we traveled, you know, we traveled back from we were in Utah of all places doing some of the filming where he sits down and you know just kind of retells the story and we use that as kind of the thread throughout the documentary but on the way back you wouldn't believe what happened so we had to change planes and in detroit we get to the gate to get on our flight from detroit to pittsburgh and getting off is rick flair and he's the first person off the plane and he looks and he goes bruno rick well the two of them get together the whole place is like stunned and everybody wants her picture and it was like that everywhere we went it was really fun and and in the yale club in new york the weekend of the hall of fame induction bruno tells the story about wrestling a orangutan and how he was tricked into he thought whoa it was just gonna be a little monkey <laughs> when the canvas flipped up on the cage and he told the story about and the, this orangutan leaped up and grabbed the bars then he kicked me with his feet like pistons <laughs> and the people that were working in the yell club so this is a hoity-toity place you know and they're not allowed to ask for autographs or photos. So at the end of the story, they were lining up next to the table as he's telling this story. And they were laughing just as hard as we were. And at the end, the one said, Mr. San Martino, could we get a picture? And I'm thinking, oh, they're going to get in trouble. And I look and the Mater D comes flying over. And I think he's going to yell at him. And all of a sudden, the Mater D gets in there and goes, <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to get in the picture. And then on the way out of the Yale Club, you know, the guy, the doorman that's dressed like uh, Michael Jackson in a military thing, he goes, Bruno San Martino. He didn't see us come in. He goes, did you go to Yale? <laughs> Bruno goes, oh, no. <laughs> he goes, well, you can come back here anytime. <laughs> that's awesome. Can I can I ask a question, if you guys don't mind? Um, sure. The So... Love Bruno San Martino, nothing, nothing but but respect, and and he always comes across as such a, an iconic figure, and everybody knows he's a he's a fierce you know competitor, and he he's been through a lot. But I've always kind of wondered what was his sense of humor like? What made him like? What would make him start gut laughing? Because he he's never I've never seen him portrayed that way. I've never seen you know what I mean I've never seen him just lose it laughing. What was his sense of humor like? That's a great question, Daryl. I think he, he had a great sense of humor and he would pull like pranks on other wrestlers. So remember Jake, the snake Roberts would have a snake and he, you know, he would take it into matches with him. My dad was working as an agent uh, at the civic arena here in Pittsburgh, the old civic arena. And there was a referee named Bucky Palermo. He was in the men's room in the stall. My dad grabbed Jake's uh, Jake snake took it out of the bag and threw it. Oh, not really threw it, but he slid it into the stall. <laughs> so Bucky Palermo, oh my God, he was screaming and he ran out of there. You know, he wasn't real, uh, really dressed. You know, <laughs> but he was screaming. My dad used to he used to pull pranks all the time. 
I mean, one time when I was a kid, uh, we were going to be eating dinner and there were cookies there. So my dad's like, make sure don't eat any cookies only until after dinner. I said, okay, well, I snuck one anyways. And he saw me do it. So we're eating dinner. And he goes, Daryl, you know what? I'm glad you didn't eat any of those cookies because we found out there's poison in them. Because you didn't eat any, did you? I'm like, oh, uh uh-uh. I'm like, oh, my God, I did. And he started laughing. Yeah, he was a prankster. That is Uh, unbelievable. I never never thought of Bruno being a ribber, and it's just amazing to hear those stories right now. That's a whole different perspective I didn't know existed. Wow. He loved to laugh, uh, but he was, you know, he didn't get sarcasm sometimes, you know. So he was easy to poke a little right there. Like when he was inducted into WWE, it was the same night as Donald Trump was inducted into the WWE. This is obviously years before everything that transpired after. But when Donald Trump won, I called Bruno. I said, did you see? He goes, oh, my God. He goes, yes, Donald Trump. I said, did you hear what he said about you? He went, what? (laughs) He said, he made you Secretary of Defense. <laughs> what? <laughs> I said, no, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we appreciate you guys taking time out of your busy schedules to join us on our, our 11th anniversary show. Uh, BrunoSanMartino.org is the website where you can uh, order the film. It's also available on all the streaming services. Before we let you guys go, is there something about Bruno that uh that you'd like to maybe share with us that's not in the film or maybe people aren't um so familiar with like the sense of humor question was fantastic kevin that was a that was a home run and and to tony's point i think it's hysterical to to in my mind seeing bruno san martino walk around with jake snake and throw it on like a little little naked referee he's just trying to get dressed this poor kid (laughs) go ahead so you want me to go first yeah you know, it, again, I'm a little biased because it's my dad, <clears throat> but uh, he was most the most genuine person you would ever meet. There was no, you'd never hear anybody say a bad word about him. You know, he helped a lot, a lot of people in the business, which people don't even know. And uh, he got a lot of people, their, their careers going, but he never took credit for any of that stuff. You know, and like I said before, he looked at this as just a job and he just to put food on a plate and he wanted us to have a better life than he did as a kid. And we certainly, you know, we did that, but yeah, I mean, he was just, you know, it was my dad. I mean, you know, I missed my dad and he was, uh, he was a great, a great dad. And that's how I looked at him. He was just my dad, you know. And I want to congratulate you on 11 years. That's awesome. And uh, I, I think, it has been my honor to have gotten to meet Bruno originally. And then through that, uh, it's opened up so many relationships and, you know, getting to know Daryl and us traveling, you know, from New York to LA and all the things we, we got to do because of it. Uh, Daryl's right. I can tell you guys, you know, in my role, my day job, I work in TV and radio in Pittsburgh. I've met a lot of celebrities, sports, actors, otherwise, political figures and uh, there was nobody as genuine as Bruno and his quiet star power uh, was evident everywhere we went. And uh, what a blessing to be able to have called Bruno, my friend. Here's one little fact that people don't know. He was invited and attended 
uh, President Nixon's inaugural ball. Really? No, Larry, did you know that? I didn't know that. No. <laughs> That's why I got to check this this show out more often. <laughs> uh, I can just hear Richard Nixon. Oh, let me say this about you. Sounds like Rich Little over here. He's the real deal. <laughs> and you guys know that my dad had a private audience with the Pope. Yes, that I knew. Okay. I don't know if these guys knew, but yeah. Yes. That's all. Yeah, I'm surprised there's new information for Tony, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I learned quite a few things tonight. No, oh, that's cool, man. Thanks for having us. And, and thanks for Yes, thank you very much. No, thank you guys. This has been a privilege and an honor. This was this was incredible. Thank you. We- we appreciate it so much. And Matt, do you want to just plug the the documentary one more time? Tell people where they can find it. Absolutely. BrunoSanMartino.org is the website. And then uh, all the streaming services have it available. Amazon Prime Video, Apple uh, Apple TV. It's on Plex. It's on Tubi. There's a, a little tab on BrunoSanMartino.org where you can find uh, where the film is available. So definitely check it out. I watched it a couple weeks ago after we talked to Sam Adonis and it's, uh, it's super informative and is done well. So uh, I highly recommend if you're a wrestling fan or just like a great story. I think it, I think the beauty of Bruno is he transcends uh, professional wrestling. Like this is such an amazing story to, to be in the mountains hiding from the Nazis to become, I mean, what he sold the garden out, what 200 times, 180 sometimes like, that's 188 out of 211. I counted 89 because of the Hall of Fame night. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'll allow it. Counts. Thank you, guys. And Shining Wizards, again, happy anniversary. And uh, that's really cool. And we appreciate your interests. Have a great Thanksgiving, guys. Thank nice you. talking, Thank everybody. You Thanks, Daryl. Thank, Thank you. Fantastic. Wow. Incredible. Did I, mark out too, did I mark out too much when I was trying to get to a question? No, <laughs> no. It was actually really sweet when uh, Hans, Kevin, and I sat down. And the first thing that he said when we started playing the show, he was like, I want to make Tony laugh and I want to make Tony cry. And so we were ruminating on what could maybe get Tony to the cry point. I was like, Bruno San Martino's kiddle. <laughs> so at least yes. be our best bet. <laughs> <laughs> the extra caveat is that Larry's father-in-law is Dan Marino's father. We didn't know that, right? I didn't no. know that, no. Which know is that. Crazy, what a, what a fucking name drop, Larry. Where's Larry? You're in your my, like your best Miami Dolphins garb. And how do, oh, that's, that's kismet is what that and, is. And his impersonations were off the chains. Larry's yeah. got full, They were. Unbelievable. They were that's so originally he didn't think he was going to be able to join. And he was like, Oh, I don't know if I could make it, but can I send you Daryl San Martino? I was like, well, yeah, I guess twist my arm. If you have to send me Bruno's kid in your place. Um, what a voice he, on Larry, huh? Yeah. Wow. He covers the, the Steelers live. And then when I heard him speaking here today, I was like, Oh, he had no choice, but to go into TV or radio <laughs> <I don't think> <laughs> with, <laughs> with pipes, that velvet man, you know, yeah. <laughs> you him for 20 minutes. I respect him more than anybody else on this planet. Kev, Kev, <laughs> dare I say it? Top five. There we go. Hey! <laughs> All I wanted was to give you guys a top five. Guess. Well done, guys. Thank you. Hey, dude, unbelievable. Thank you. You're can I so take a powder so I could take a leak? No. Yes. Samesies? 
Yeah, go know. for it. Which one of you guys are doing the the Patreon supporters, Kate or Kevin? Oh, uh, we thank all the Patreon supporters. <laughs> yeah, we got that's uh, Bojack Horseman makes experimental music at Hungry Man Records. Happy birthday, Mark! He's our number one fan from Idaho. My are gonna be a William Mercy fans. Uh, happy, ber- happy birthday, Greg! Uh, can I ask you, Tony? <laughs> Did you ever did they did you think about Bruno's sense of humor? Because I thought about that so often because you don't you don't get to hear anything like that about him. And that was it was driving me nuts. A guy like you, such a super fan. Did that ever cross your mind? The only time I remember him well, actually there was there was two, but one of them was kind of like I was like, okay, this is this is just him being him. But there was one time where there was a jobber match on one of the syndicated shows and it was vincent bruno calling the action no jesse for some reason and the 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 wrestler's name was i think mark fabin and vince made the off the off the cuff joke hey uh you know his sister k right k fabin and bruno goes k fabin and he just chuckled so i i did hear him laugh at that and then when i then when i when i met him uh i was telling him i said you know i said your story moved me i said like I had no idea, you know, of, of the horrors that you went through as a kid. I said, and God bless your mother. What a strong woman. And he just looks at me with a big smile. And it's, it was like, it almost took me back because like, it's a tragedy to me, but I guess with him, it kind of like was his motivation. So he goes, yeah, I almost died. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't know what to say. <laughs> oh my God. That's hysterical. <laughs> So I don't know if it was him trying to be funny, but like oh, he just man. had like this look on his face, like he was proud to tell the story because of the fact that his mother kept him alive and saved him, and he became what he was based on that childhood. Oh. But it fucking blew me away. I should have asked him if I should have asked That's him so if funny. if Bruno had any Italian expletives that he was yelling at him while he was running late and ruined. Because oh my god, could you imagine Bruno Fungul? And- <laughs> I couldn't picture it, but like I heard my grandmother and grandfather say that shit all the time when I was a kid, you know? So Oh my gosh. It was so funny coordinating that interview because they were great, but I also wanted to make sure we were getting them in a time slot that worked for them, especially when there were two of them, but we had to schedule the rest of the structure of the show. And so I was just like anxiously awaiting by my email the whole time. And then a couple weeks ago, Matt was busting your balls about Bruno. Like, like not talking shit, but being like, oh, you got to bear hug him, whatever. The bu-. I was like, oh, please don't go. Please don't go listen to this episode. So whenever there was a delayed email, I was like, did Matt fucking kill the episode? <laughs> no, anything that has to do with Bruno is always welcome to me. Right. Anything that'll kill an episode is usually a Bruno match. So, Oh, Hey, and right, I know, on that, I know I'm going to powder out for a piss myself. Done. <laughs> I, I know I mentioned, it during, I mentioned it during I mentioned it during the show, and, and people were asking. It's uh, it's Adrian Adonis and Randy Savage against Bruno and Tito, and the rules are escape the cage. I know in this day and age, a lot of people are like WTF when it comes to the old escape rules, but they served a huge purpose. The purpose in the WWF sphere of things, uh, in terms of cage matches, was you either wanted you wanted the face to finally get his comeuppance and leave the heel in a battered, bloody, unresponsive mess, 
so you could walk out of the cage, or you wanted to heal or you expected to heal to take the chicken shit way out and try to escape, run out the door, hurry up and climb over the over the cage and get out at all costs without getting his ass kicked like he deserves to. So there was a purpose to it. I, I never got. Are, I never got the hate towards the cage match escaping the cage. Yeah, I don't get. I don't get it either. I don't get it either. Like uh, Jim Ross hates it a lot, and he mentions that on his podcast all the time. Like, why are you trying? Because like, I think the idea. I don't have a problem with it because it's what we grew up watching, right? And right. Like the excite. Like no, I don't think anyone in our age range who grew up watching wrestling will ever forget Hogan Orndorff. Yeah, Dude, huge Hogan Bossman. It's a great match, but Hogan Orndorff is like the perfect example of them both trying to escape the cage and right. hitting the ground at the same time. I get it. Like, yeah, the idea like you're not to, you're you're not necessarily fun. running away. It's just the objective of the match. Like, why wouldn't I try to do what the match is designed to do? Like, the match says, if I win, if I leave the cage, I win. Why wouldn't I try to do that? Well, I think. Uh, Eric Freeds makes a good point. He says, so in a sense, the AEW cage match was dumb by comparison. No, not at all. The thing, the other thing that annoyed me about Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, and it's not just that match, but it's a lot of the cage matches where they need an excuse to do more than the cage match. The cage is the weapon. You don't need tables. You don't need chairs. You don't need barbed wire. If you're in a cage, shit's supposed to be going down, and that cage is supposed to be brutal enough. That's a great point. You know what I mean? When, when when Christian grabs the key and they get out of the cage and now they're grabbing chairs, it's like you're putting a hat on a hat at that point. Like what? Like what's the what's the point of doing it? How how do you feel about having an official in the cage during the match, Tony? Um, see, that's a great question, Kevin. I'm sorry, Tony. How is that? Oh, that's always been a thing, or we're, we're not always, not always outside first. Yeah, I don't, I don't think. I think it's I, always been outside. Like, oh no, you know what? I'm trying to think. WrestleMania two, Hogan and Bundy. I think the Hebner, one of the Hebners, I for, I always forget which, was in the cage. But then Robert Conrad was the outside referee. Yeah, I, I think that's how they did it. But then again, there's no reason to count inside the cage. It's not like right. you're counting for breaks. You know, yeah. that's another thing. Down. His first interview oh. with Trip Cassidy. <laughs> Sorry. I'm sorry. From beyond the grave. Woo! <laughs> I just want to jump back into the show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, oh, um... Hold on, wait. Lives are going to be in oh, William geez. Mercier's hands. You know what I mean? <laughs> I do know what you mean, Kevin. I know what you mean, Kevin. <laughs> uh, just managed to jump in. Bring back the old blue cage. Uh, Absolutely. Some folks wanted to, but I also heard it's very damaging. Unforgiving. Yes. Yep. Yes, I mean Hogan's been been known to tell a yarn or two, but for the most part, when you hear people talking about that cage, you get bumps and bruises and knots and all kinds of nasty shit from that thing because that thing just doesn't fucking move. Fucking Mick Foley wrestled in that thing at SummerSlam. They painted it black, but they used that for his cage match against uh, Hunter. That was a black cage. That was a blue cage, spray painted black. Yeah. Wait a second. At SummerSlam, it was it was still a blue cage. It was blue. Oh, it was yeah. blue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did, did, did they spray it up for any other reason? I thought there was a black. I, they did spray. I do remember a black cage like that, but it wasn't that match. Okay, then it wasn't that match. But they, yeah, so they were still using it at least through '97. I think it was like a. It's got to be like '98, like maybe like a mankind like rock ish. They didn't. Deal. They didn't use it for kennel in the cell, did they? No, they did not. Okay. <laughs> they used horse shit for kennel in the cell. Justin <laughs> Anderson said, "Uh, Big Show debuted." 
in the black cage. Yes. Oh, St. Valentine's, Valentine's Day's Massacre. Day. Yeah. There it is. That's a that was a black it was a blue cage, but it was black. Now I gotta be completely honest with you guys. The way my screen is set up, I don't know who's coming in, so I had no idea. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I know who came in. I oh, think Charles having a nice gear, man. Yeah, this guy gets it. <laughs> that should be the next Wizards outing Devils game. Matt, happy right. birthday. Thank you, Danny. Why are you dressed like John Cena? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I told you that joke. I've listening. not been listening. Yeah, no, we made that joke earlier. Shit, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'll yeah. give you the Cliff's notes. I got pasta. I got chili sauce on my first t-shirt and this was just the next t-shirt i grabbed and this is the I new hat my wife got me and i feel like i look like a homeless person without a hat on you're caught up <laughs> how was the chili delightful i didn't shit my pants yet so that's good yes i've never yeah. heard it called chili sauce what is handsome kevin how are we i'm doing fantastic Great. how are you tony did you like AEW live i had a lot of fun you're not gonna lie had a lot of fun that's awesome. That's and great. Some of it was due to the wrestling, honestly. That's really cool to hear. That's, that's a shock <laughs> to me. I, I don't mean, have that any material. I'm just here. So that, that yeah. Jade Cargill Nyla Rose match, man, fucking seven stars for me. Seven. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Like breaking the star meter. Folks. One for each time I shit my pants on Matt's nectar. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get a drink. I want to get drinks during that match. Oh God, Rob! I I apologize again, did, sir. Did everybody else? Uh, not in, not in the suite. No. How <laughs> he was, was the there, suite? but she missed. Was she was, was, she was there, but she missed. Uh... Oh, all right. Yeah, just everybody talk at once. Why not? Go ahead. <laughs> well, now that you say that, I think. That... <laughs> This is why they kicked me off a Wednesday night. (laughs) What are you doing there, doctor? Smoking some weed. Oh, shit. (laughs) My my work schedule this year has changed like three times, but for a good while, my Monday night routine was getting really high and listening to every second of every show live. It was a pretty great summer. Thank you. That means the world to me. And and as much as I love the interviews and everything else, you guys are never better when you go off off wrestling talk. It is the consistently best. the best. Why, thank you, sir. 100%. Thank you, man. Yeah, again, I was mean the last time I was on, on Tony's roast. I don't have anything. You were great. Say. You did great on the roast. I did really great well. on the roast. That is correct. I know. <laughs> better than, uh, than the committee might have. Better than the committee, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you gotta bring great. it up. Not great at roasting. Not great at staying asleep while pod or awake while podcasting. I was gonna say great at staying asleep while podcasting. So it's good. Well, the fellow you call the committee was so geeked up about doing the roast, and he fucking bombed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true story. I wrote my entire roast shitting at the job I was at. <laughs> <laughs> you always poop on the clock, boys. Well, the shit was coming out of both ends that day. Both ends. Yeah. It always you, either, is, always. you either poop on the clock or on Matt's neck. One of the two. Well, there you go. So, so someone fill me in on someone shitting on Matt's neck. Nobody no, I, I, I had gas all night, and Matt was sitting in front of me, so I was ripping ass, but it didn't smell until he moved. <laughs> and then poor fucking, poor fucking Bullet Club Rob got the fucking downwind of it because he was sitting to my right. Oh. 
Yeah. Got up. I've never seen him move that fast. But in fairness, when Kate came to sit by me, I didn't I didn't rip ass, so I was respectful. No, Kate, I kept you all in check. What a what a gentleman. <laughs> That's what I do. Danny, <laughs> so, I hate to boot you early, but like there's just no better segue to our next guest. I'm so like, I'm gonna watch. Oh my god, guys, thank you for 12 years. Yes, 14. That's it. 27. What are you guys doing with yourselves? 14 years doing this. (laughs) (laughs) No, guys, thank you for all the entertainment. I'll catch you later. Enjoy, Re. Hi, guys. I don't know. Hi, Rhiannon. (laughs) How are you? Did Matt, did Matt make delicious chili tonight for you? He did. did he I'm only guessing it's, it's it's probably very um, only a few minutes until he shits his pants. Well, all right, I gotta ask you. I gotta ask you. When he shits himself, do you just mm-hmm. is it just par for the course? Do you still get disgusted, or are you just like that's my man? I feel like it's just like you know, just another day in the neighborhood. Like you look at him <laughs> and he and he's duck walking with shit in his pants, and you go, "This is the motherfucker that won my heart." Well, this I mean, is the guy that I put out in the middle of the Hudson River to put a ring on my finger and say, till death do us part. There's a reason why I don't wear any jewelry. <laughs> I don't want it. I can't look the rest of the show. Right? Yeah. It's not long for Shining Wizards, Matt. Well, I don't understand. You're literally like right downstairs. <laughs> yeah. This we did it to pop ourselves. I know you've made cameos, but this is like the first time that we've actually sat down and talked to you. Yes, first time ever. All right, let's let's not waste this, boys. Let's, <laughs> well, let's... I do have to say that this podcast has been oh. in my relationship almost as long as I have been. So <laughs> I've had to deal with eleven years of talk about wrestling and something about wrestling about talking. Nailed it. <laughs> Look, to be fair, to be fair, <laughs> uh, this was fine until you got a new job and then you were off on Mondays. I've had to listen to 11 years of Matthew cackling in another room. No, it hasn't been 11 years. Are you, we used to go to Tony's. <laughs> Why don't you go back? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, this is great. <laughs> Reed, do you have any particularly extremely embarrassing memories that you can share of Matt while we're on live air? This is going out on several social media platforms. Anything that you just want to throw him under the bus? Eleven years of pent up frustration. Uh oh. <laughs> oh I might God, be sleeping on the couch eyes. after this one. Yeah, on his birthday, no less. <laughs> yeah, well, I've shared all the awful shit I've done. So. <laughs> I'm just glad that there's been something for the past 11 years to keep him occupied while I attend to my hobbies. So thank you guys for keeping him (laughs) occupied. Otherwise I'd have to find a babysitter. Yeah. It's like a whole other expense. And (laughs) God damn apron bump podcast joining. Oh, this is the lady that installs fans for Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks Kyle. Um, let me think. There was the other night when Matthew comes out of the bathroom just cackling, and he's only wearing his underwear. And I said, "What the hell happened? Like, what happened now?" And he squats down, 
and there's a giant hole in his boxers. So only his nuts are hanging out. And he starts slapping them back and forth. And he said he didn't realize that there was a hole in his boxers until he had sat down on the very cold metal stool in the bathroom. I can, relate. I can relate, Matt. I can relate. You're all right, brother. <laughs> you know he won't and shut it. <laughs> 11 good years, you're never going to stop that. <laughs> he did, but he... that's kind of his mating dance, so I'm used to it by now. <laughs> <laughs> he did sit on his balls once when he was doing the show. He got up and he had a pained look on his face. I go, what happened? He goes, I just sat on my nuts. Yeah, Mark it out has a great question. Why? Like, why? Like, why is there a stool in the bathroom? Well, where would you put your stool? First, first Obviously. Of all, first of all, Kevin, don't make like this is a... But you take your fucking phone in the shower, okay? All right. yeah. It's an iPhone 5, though. He's been, he wants that to die for... There's a, there's a stool in the bathroom, so Matthew has a, a convenient place to lay his laptop while he's sitting on the, the toilet for... Oh, you know, there right? you go. Oh, wait, wait, so we... Are we talking like a, like a step stool, like a squatty potty? Or are we talking? No, like a... no, no. It's like a like a little stool, like a little metal stool, three legged stool. Don't worry, Kev. It's not a bar stool. Oh no, no, no. no, no. Matt's not serving cocktails. Yeah, There's nothing little about Matt's show stool. stool. Yeah, go show him the stool so he understands. <laughs> oh <laughs> Jesus Christ! I need to see the stool. I probably have seen it. But... God, I hope. I really hope those shorts he's wearing doesn't have a hole in the bottom. They probably do. Oh my God! Rhiannon right. should win awards. Listen. For this. <laughs> He says that you guys don't do your laundry together. Is it because we you don't, don't like you don't want your nice stuff in his kind of gross stuff? Is that the deal? No, I just don't like sorting laundry and no one folds clothes the right way. Wait, you mean he doesn't fold clothes the right way? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is incredible. That was the answer we were looking for. Oh man. Stool in the bathroom. Interesting. Yeah. Listen, oh, I use the hamper. I mean, we got you the put hamper books there. That. You put yeah. your laptop there. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah. But why, but why? But why? But why was he sitting on it? He was apparently to investigate the hole in his boxers, or to investigate what he just created in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, I gotta sit down for this one. Stool recognizes I stool. I think I might have been like clipping a toenail or something. Oh, even better. Yeah, I don't oh, know. What I was Wait, Matthew, do you want to show them the move? Yeah, what's the move? Yeah, we gotta see see the move. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it works fully closed. Then you know you get mad at me when I take my shirt off on the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, but I didn't say anything about your pants. Ah, (laughs) (laughs) that's verifiable information. (laughs) Off a stream yard. (laughs) (laughs) You posted some heinous shit on here. Don't you lie about getting up in your skivvies. No, it's his birthday. We can let him off the hook. No, I, I gotta go. I gotta go. No pants. Like no pants, no underoos. That's the dance. Underoos. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh my god! I've learned so much more <laughs> yeah. about you, Tony. Don't act like you don't have a dance. We all have a dance. Yeah, I'll yeah. have a dance. I, I, I guarantee every a... single one of them has a dance. You know what I do? My balls hang low, so like if I'm wearing like loose shorts, I can like flap my nuts into my butt, and it's like smack, smack, smack. Yep, yep. Exactly. Yeah. That's oh, so that's what he does. Okay. <laughs> is that what Jeff Jarrett meant by slap notes? Whoa, Matt, our dance is the same. I never knew that. Cool, <laughs> Look at Rhiannon's an investigative journalist now. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing I'm wearing real tight underwear. Otherwise, I would do it. Now. I'm just I'm making connections. Dude, here. Let's get to know each other. 
Your wife is the one throwing you under the yes, bus. I don't need my wife hearing about Tony's old dangly balls. What is wrong hey, with Matthew, you? happy birthday. <laughs> oh, Thank damn. You. You're not a spring chicken yourself. No. I mean, you know, I'm not telling Margie about my fucking old dangly balls. Margie's not on the yes. show with us. <laughs> no, I'm just, you can send her the link know. free if you want. Balls. Oh, this is my laptop. I noticed you were watching shit downstairs when I went downstairs <laughs> on the phone with Cozy and Rex. <laughs> oh man, he had a well, fucking million, think, questions, uh... million questions this afternoon for me, and I couldn't answer them because I was like, I don't know. I'm not doing anything tonight. I'm just showing up. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what, Rhiannon? The guest that, that Kate got, the dude's father-in-law is Dan Marino's father. That's pretty big. How you like me pretty now? Dope, right? Yeah. <laughs> Did you ask him what he's having for Thanksgiving? Balls. No. Did you ask him if his balls hung out of his shorts? Stick your balls <laughs> in your ass. There you go. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. You there know you what? Go. I've seen it done. <laughs> Thank you, Four Chan. Yeah. I saw a guy poop his own balls out. Oh, yep. I heard of a loop hole, never a poop. What hole. does your Google search history look like? Oh, you don't want to know. Yeah, for real. No. No. You know what? Let me not. see. No, 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 T- no. Tony's always good Reed, for a link. It was so great having you. On. <laughs> yeah, Ray. <Reed. laughs> oh. We love Get you. Out. Get out. Congrats on eleven years. <laughs> Here's a good one. I panicked and kicked her in the vagina. <laughs> Actually, that's a story about Nikki Bella. No joke. <laughs> One of those interesting things. Don't, we have, just came don't we have a drop oh, about Lord. that? Or is that just Shelby Martinez? Oh, yeah. Wait, I got that drop. Hey. <laughs> Thank you, Rhiannon. Bye, wife. I love you. I'll Bye, see Rhiannon. you. Yeah. I'll see you downstairs. <laughs> Down where? Downstairs. Dude, she's so awesome. I, I told her, I was messaging people for this, and I was like, if you want it, she was like, I think it'd be real funny to just be in a different room in the house and come onto the stream. And I was like, yeah. So as we're moving along here, I like, I don't want to like bring the house down, but like, I'm kind of annoyed you guys didn't tell us about this. Mm -hmm. You didn't tell us there wasn't the MBW dark side? Dark side of the ring. We bring you MBW masochist backyard wrestling. Starting as the JWF, it didn't stay that way for long. It became the JWA, giving you legends like Chris Flame. That all changed when the God of War showed up, and everything was hardcore after the match of the God of War versus the Crippler. Hardcore, guys. So hardcore. So fucking hardcore. Oh my god, it was so hardcore. Every weekend became a violent weekend at the Bloody Hall. Named after the world-famous incident where Fat Albert Potts almost broke his nose on a Pictionary game. But the JWA wouldn't stay that way for long. No, it would become... Oh no, did I get... Oh no! Oh no! What happened? Where the maniac... That's... Leave it right there. <laughs> That's all you need. Was that posed on purpose? Hit it. Wolf, you hit it? Kate's frozen? Uh-oh. 
Almost 30 years later, this asshole be dragging his nuts across the floor to seduce his wife. The, the timeless art of seduction, Tony. <laughs> I think we lost, what happened? We lost what Kate. Happened? Oh my god! Oh my I can't god. stop looking at this. How is that possible? Well, because it's the only thing that we can look at. Really. Alright, now I'm gonna... Yeah, Kate, Kate's gone. I heard her shitty internet. <laughs> What's Hardwire, Kate. Wave of the future. What's Jamie doing here? Jamie's here. Hey! Oh, so the the the, J, the 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 MBW stuff was probably a lead up to introduce Jamie. Good. So we ruined Kate's surprise. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> JT Scuggs in the house. All right. So oh, wait, yeah. Kate's Kate's back. Kate may want to. Do her video gimmick thing, Kate. Oh, Kate left. Oh. <laughs> this, is this what it's like every week? Yeah. Well, nope. you know what? She did preface this by saying she didn't want to bring the show down. And well, are we supposed to bring her in? Can I bring her in? Yeah, bring her in. Of course. Okay, I don't know. Sorry, I didn't. Uh, did the video finish playing? My internet. Oh, come on. Should we throw That's Jamie been... back out for a minute? I'm sorry, JT. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take M- MBW legend JT Scoggs down for a second. Yeah, don't worry, I'm, JT. I'm, he's gonna be back, but I'm gonna take uh, me and handsome Kevin off screen. Legendary Swaltman fame. Uh oh. All right. Well, handsome Kevin's, Kevin's still, still here. here. Hi, Kev. What's up, Hi, Kev? Kevin? How's everybody doing? Great. Oh, you know. I'm. Uh, I'm. Oh. The room floor of the oh. dark side of the oh. ring. I get to. MBW nope. Masochist Backyard Wrestling. Starting as the JWF, it didn't stay that way for long. It became the JWA, giving you legends like Chris Flame. What a bitch. That all changed when the God of War showed up, and everything was hardcore after the match of the God of War versus the Crippler. Hardcore, guys. So hardcore. So fucking hardcore. Oh my god, it was so hardcore. Every weekend became a violent weekend at the Bloody Hall. Named after the world-famous incident where Fat Albert Potts almost broke his nose on a Pictionary game. But the JWA wouldn't stay that way for long. No, it would become the TWO. Where the maniac would enjoy a long championship reign. Then the kid would return to declare him and Vintage co-champion. The JWA and TWO would lean into their style, giving birth to one of the most legendary rosters of all time. Style solidified by a light yourself on fire match involving ragu, a box cutter, olives, gasoline, and rubbing alcohol. The TWO group would eventually disband and... The maniac would make his name, taking a hubcap shot to the head from his brother Jelly Nuts. Which leads us to the kid versus JT Scuggs. A match for the ages. Guys, <clears throat> I pulled some strings, okay? okay. I know it's kind of already spoiled. But I have MBW legend JT Scuggs on with us. Oh my god, it's JT Scuggs! Thank you for being so surprised, Tony! Holy shit, dude, I haven't seen you in forever! From the cutting room floor of the dark... 
Oh my God, just stop. <laughs> just go away. That's all I ask. Uh, I, I still get my uh, eight bucks. <laughs> Surprise is ruined, right? <laughs> Holy shit. We've got the legend in the house, JT Scuggs. Look, we're here to talk about the match that, to be honest, the MBW website didn't even tell us if it fully happened. But you were set to face the kid for the title. I've heard rumors that there's footage of it. Did that match ever happen in the year 2000? Possibly. Possibly. Okay. Okay. What did, if you could just talk to us about what the the MBW title meant to you. Uh, the MBW title was horseshit. No one wanted that. The Verona Championship was where the real players in MBW were. You took it out of a fucking garbage can. <laughs> I believe Be respectful, that falls I guess under this... the precedent of finderus keeperus. So, J- Jamie, was, was the Verona Championship the working JT, title? Jesus, calm by... The Verona title was the only title in my eyes. It's not true. It was like it was the IC belt where only the, the true workers got it. 100%. <laughs> Except no. I'm the only one who ever had it. So that's a farce because I know and, you. Uh, and no. so, yes, the only workers, me. <laughs> no, here's what happened. All right. JT Scuggs. He watched a lot of Japanese wrestling. He played a lot of Japanese wrestling video games. And then he would use the younger kids to practice the moves on him. And eventually, he almost killed one of them. So we had to let... uh, Fallen uh, Angel sign the waiver. Yeah, but we had to let Fallen Angel become the Verona champion once, too. Never happened. I'm pretty sure I have a tape of it. That I See this is this is why this is why Johnny Scumbani never wanted to wrestle JT Scuggs because he knew if a move got locked on that fucker was never gonna let go. Could you imagine me trying to get you in a Japanese backslide? Wait, what do you mean me? You mean Johnny Scumbani? You mean Johnny yeah. Scumbani? Oh yeah, There's... sorry, sorry. No, I, it's so hard for me to differentiate. I've only ever heard two people ever talk about stuff in their nuts and their butthole, <laughs> and that's you and Johnny Scumbani. So Listen, I can see where I make the mistake. <laughs> There's no shot JT Scuggs was doing the vertebraker to fucking Johnny Scumbani. Not a chance. Vertebraker? No, this son of a bitch had tons of submissions. He'd be play fucking virtual pro wrestling too and be like, hey, this is a great idea to try on somebody. Was it not? For you, yes. For others, not so much. You guys are being very hostile for a legend in the house. I feel like you're being very confrontational. I... Want to hear more from JT Scuggs? Who are your inspirations? Where'd you get your ring name? Yeah. Who trained you? Who trained you? Tell us about your past so, wrestling experiences. The <laughs> ring name actually comes from a little movie called Freaked. Okay. Uh, where the uh, gentleman played by Randy Quaid runs a uh, freak show. Uh, and uh, his name is Elijah T. Scuggs. Uh, and I just kind of took that on as my own moniker. Uh, for some strange reason, just shorten it down to, you know, JT and rolled with that. Um, who are some of my influences? My God, during the time, I had so many blurry VHS tapes of just Japanese death matches and just anything that was going on in virtual pro wrestling, too, or uh, Giant Graham 2000 um, or any of the other really just bizarre uh 
Japanese wrestling games that I had on Dreamcast or N64. And, you know, with pixels, it looks pretty easy. Uh, (laughs) When you're now trying to throw somebody who's like 170 pounds around and you didn't really tell them what was coming. It's no. uh, it's a little different, <laughs> Jamie. We, a lot of a lot of mid move bails. That JT, we had a good run of like getting together and playing that virtual pro game, like for a while with like guys like Carson and and Chris and and a bunch of different people. In your opinion, best wrestling game of all time, virtual pro wrestling too. Oh, hands hands down. Okay, yeah, that's that, I wanted to say. that that's the pinnacle of that engine. No 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 doubt about it. JT, I'm going to read some names to you and you tell me what comes to mind, okay? I'm just uh-huh. going to I'm going to throw back some names to you. Uh-huh. Jelly Nuts. Two Tits Kenny, okay? Who? Two Tits Kenny? Uh Kirk the Angry Viking? No. Fuck them. You we, we made a deal that you would not bring him up. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh-oh. I'm so sorry. I just You know, it's it's a part of the history, it's a part of the lore. Uh who who in MBW was your your toughest opponent? I mean, it's like, you know, which which was the, you know, hardest paper bag to break through. Sure, of um, course. Of course. Know, it, really, there wasn't really any competition. Like I said, I never lost the title. Sure. Um, you know, I didn't even have to beat anyone for the title. They just gave it to me. You they saw me walk garbage. in the door and they said, you look like a champion. And I was like, you're goddamn right I am. That makes sense. You look like a champion now. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Do you ever do you ever miss it? Do you ever have the itch? Do you ever want to go back to the yards? Oh no. 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 <laughs> your glory your glory days are behind you? A hundred percent. you you don't want to train the next generation? Train? No one ever trained anybody. <laughs> train. <laughs> no. You don't want to play video games to show somebody else how to do moves and pixels? I mean, that, that I'm okay with. <laughs> that, you know, there's always going to be the next generation of, of somebody that really needs to just learn, you know, what, what came before them as far as the uh, source material with the video games. Um, uh, but I... I can't recommend this shit to anybody. <laughs> it really, it really was just all in all a bad idea. <laughs> I wouldn't trade it for anything, but it was a terrible plan. Did you who, who, think you would be friends with these knuckleheads this much later in life, much less live to see the day? <laughs> oh, I don't think. Yeah, no, I was, I was pretty certain. Uh, most of us would be, you know, met an untimely demise at some point. Sure. Uh, I'll kept to that, um, You know, yeah. I mean, we we were, at the time, reckless. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, you're young, you're stupid, and, and you, you feel like you're invincible. And, uh, man, we we weren't. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of, there was a lot of snaps and cracks and, and uh, you know, for real, did any of you guys have like a, a anybody get a, a severe injury? Like oh an yeah. Injury? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's yeah. what's like the worst? What's the worst of those? Scotty uh, there broke was a couple foot. breaks, a few burns, uh, a few stitches. Um, you know, outside of the the sprains and pains, um, you know, and I don't know. We did it. I feel like we did it all the time, and 
it was like there was no like forget our own parents like there's like we're doing this shit outdoors like there's neighbors like you would think somebody somebody would look out for the children and say please make this shit stop but no what happened like the ice cream man rolls up and is just watching us for like you know half an hour laughing his ass off you know, we, you we have... benefited from not having the the you know uh, everybody having a cell phone to record video in their pocket at the time. Uh, yeah, but you guys would go home like bloody and broken and scorched, and <laughs> nobody. Yeah, we usually go to the diner after it too. Yeah, yeah, we go we go to the diner in full gear. You know, ripped up uh, sweatshirts and. And bloody noses and all, and we, we would go right to the diner, and and uh, you know you get your patty milk, and you you get the fuck out of there. You guys or you are get tough. The... You guys are fucking tough. Yeah, or you should have been a wrestler, patty milk. Or you get the traffic jam breakfast and throw the sausage in the back seat of Matt's car. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> I can still smell that fucking sausage. <laughs> Oh. Any any of your favorite specific memories to MBW? Uh so one that still strikes a chord with me um and is probably one of the worst moments um for me in life uh still <laughs> um was uh an upcoming match with the kid. Um and uh I am being held back by Kirk the Angry Viking. As I watch him take what I believe is my Lando Calrissian figure, first edition release from Power of the Force Series 2, and set him on fire in front of me. No! And then throw him into the bushes. <laughs> now, if you don't know the kid, that's the oh, kind of twisted shit he would do. That's so. mind games. That's yeah. mind games if I've ever heard him. And, I mean, I, I broke down. I, I didn't even know what to do. I was, I was just, just, and then they were like, "Oh, we're just fucking with you." And I was like, "You motherfuckers!" And I was so mad. Have you ever recovered? Have I ever recovered? Yeah. Not entirely. No. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. No. <laughs> I wouldn't think so. No, there's a lot of there's a lot of scars from that moment. Yeah, it's it, it, that'll that's change what, a man. That will change. Yeah, a man. no, and I think I think that's probably the lesson from most of us who went through this was it's not so much the outside scars as it is the inside scars. Of course, yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> Did you ever no no inkling to actually pursue wrestling? Oh no! After no, no, backyard no, days, no, 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 not no, like no. Big Man Tony over here. Not not like a Johnny Scambani, for example, no, who would go on to do no, great no, things no, as no. the experiment. <laughs> I was having too much fun getting thrown out of those shows. <laughs> so, you know, I, oh, we, let's dig into that. James we weren't, we weren't really, we weren't really the welcomest crew when we showed up. Um, <laughs> we would very quickly take over any show. Yeah, and um, it it got. It, got under some you know some skin sometimes and uh you know the guys the workers they were some were pretty funny about it and other ones were like you know these, the fuck up. you know these these 17 you know 17 18 year olds out there are causing you know we're 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 trying to put food on the table and put on our show and blah 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 yeah, was, I don't know. If you want to put food on your table, maybe recognize you have a no. fucking legend in front of you. You're, you're here for us. 
Uh, JT, I hate to interrupt. We're getting questions. <laughs> okay. Um, are you? Were you there for the infamous fire alarm being pulled at Seton Hall? Yes. Okay, so we need to set the record straight. After after Matt told King Kong Bundy to play hide and go fuck yourself and was ejected from the uh, from the student center, was uh, was he the one that pulled the alarm? I believe he was ejected for uh, taunting King Kong Bundy for killing a midget. Yeah, well, that was part of it. I think that was I think that was the one that really got him got him going. Um, the hide and go fuck yourself was just icing on the cake at that point. <laughs> um, now. Did Matt pull the fire alarm so that the entire show had to exit? I didn't pull the fucking fire alarm. <laughs> I was I'll already never... kicked out when the fire alarm went off. I'll never tell. <laughs> I didn't fucking do it. J- JT, it, you know, it's so funny. Like, I remember, like, watching, like, trying, like, finding, like, ECPW on, like, local public access channels, like, late at night and hearing these rabid animal fans completely like going nuts and then once the realization that it was you guys hit me it was you guys the entire like it was me austin it was me the entire time <laughs> like, it, like it was you guys like i yep. went, like i lost it you guys were relentless oh yeah i the one one of my favorite moments of one of those shows is when matt goes off and uh the, one of the guys wanted to fight him out in the parking lot and he's like <laughs> He's like, I'm only 17, asshole. Go ahead, take a swing at me. And he's like, when you could be 18, punk? And he goes, Rick Steer, that's how it works, dipshit. <laughs> Uncanny Matt impression. <laughs> it's a word always a spark it. plug. That is a true story. <laughs> Fire alarm <laughs> is a farce. Jamie, or I'm sorry, JT. Do you still have your Verona championship and where do you keep it? I believe we lost that in a flood. Oh no. I think oh. it's I think it's gone and been thrown away, but that doesn't mean I can't go get it back. Oh. Ooh, sounds, sounds like, like somebody's laying a challenge down. <laughs> you the could vacated it, Verona championship. <laughs> if it's in a dumpster, there's a chance I'll get it. There it is. Yep, sounds about there right. Any other uh anybody else want to weigh in with MBW memories and or yesteryear? Nope, I lived it. I don't need to remember anything about it. <laughs> I'm, I think Jean's, I'm glad I Jean's wasn't there. Jeans two delis closed there, Tony. What, what wait, what closed? Jeans two deli. That's the one that was on the front of the uh no shit, really? Oh, is it really yeah. closed? I believe so. I was down that way the other day. It looked like it was something else now. Gino bought it, he's making a salumeria. Gino is that a, that's a deli in Italian, folks. Oh, I thought it was Italian for chicken <laughs> tights. <laughs> oh, man. Well, JT Scoggs, we can only thank you so much for coming and talking Whoa. to us about. Thank our, you for I coming. Knew, I knew you were going to do that as soon as, Thanks for as, coming, soon as I said it. I heard it. I heard it. We appreciate yeah. Your attendance on the show. Since Thank you for say. being attentive and coming. <laughs> she heard it. You came loud. Thank you. Oh, I'm mama. sure never again. Yeah. <laughs> you had a good run, James. Or JT. <laughs> Appreciate you hopping on for this. This was a bunch of fun. and Yeah, congratulations, guys. Fun I'm pleased segment. to see you guys are all still doing what you love with this. So 
I'm happy for you. Love Thanks, you, buddy. Jamie. Thanks, All right, take Jamie. Jamie. Love you, brother. Bye. Tony, I um was pretty oh crap! Clear. I didn't pay him out. <laughs> this is theme. Uh, I have no idea what Kate has planned. Okay. I thought I was pretty clear when I said I'm not doing shit tonight. You had to bring it up on the air, stupid. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Jesus Fuck Christ! Her. I thought Kevin was the one that breaks the fifth wall all the no, time. No, I'm breaking <laughs> walls down. You want to know? You got to ask the people in charge. I'm not in charge. I took the night off. My well, right around my room. Since since like your balls, this is out of the bag now too. <laughs> I might as well ask Kate. Do we have a lot more planned tonight? Like I'm excited. I want to. I want to know. Like we got a lot more to go. Oh my gosh, you're so excited and not like tired and wanting to get off of here. Oh no, I'm kind of tired. Let's not let's not fucking bury that. But you know, we do uh, have some games. But if you if you are not too tired, we can continue what was our walk down the aisle from. Oh from yeah, earlier. let's fucking keep walking, baby. Okay, let's keep walking. Let's keep walking. Not ripping ass, but at like, the time there were four of us. Um, He's so. It was the yeah, three the guys that were there, and then it was my name, but it wasn't my name. Oh, what was so it was Eddie, name? Matt, Tony. Oh, I know it. And Brian. <laughs> yeah, oh, so Matt sorry. goes, great sign. Who's Brian? It won't. It didn't pick up where I left off. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Someone didn't know who I was. They thought I was Brian. Well, maybe we're not but walking it... down the aisle. We have uh, to, though. The sleepjacking stories in there. <laughs> oh, man. I forgot about that. <laughs> was, well, we do have a couple more guests. Actually, one of them should be in soon. A couple um, more guests. Just wild. for just to pop in and say hi. But actually, Kevin, did you want to get us started on the games front? Well, I mean, we can certainly do that right now. So, obviously, being a former, can you beat that champion? Uh, and seeing what transpires between you know Matt. Kevin and Tony always hosting. Uh, I figured we do something a little bit different. Now, don't worry. We'll still get you to the can you beat that. But what I've done here is I've put together a little game for all three of you to play. Oh, now, boy. Now, the thing I like about this is that I know that uh, Wizards Kevin, not as good looking Kevin, likes to swing his dick of knowledge around. And Matt likes to swing his bigger dick of knowledge around. And, and Tony, I, I think you're a very knowledgeable guy, right? I don't think you have the competitive fire that, that those two jackholes do, but I think you're in it, right? I think you're in it. Okay. Now, now, got a game, got a list, right? Two lists. It is one wrong answer and you are eliminated. There are two categories. We'll start from, we'll go with Matt to Kevin to Tony. Answer, answer wrong, you're out. Last wizard standing. Ooh. Once one person has been eliminated, we'll move on to the next category, which will leave us with two wizards. That's right. And then first wrong answer, we get the last wizard standing, the shiniest of the shining wizards. Are you guys game for this? A little confused, but I'm game. A little confused. Why does that not surprise me? I'm an idiot. Did you listen? Did you fucking listen? God damn it. One question each? Do we take turns? Is it just it's one question? There are multiple answers. I'm gonna blow into Kevin's skull. 
<laughs> There's multiple answers to each question. The first one to give me a wrong answer is eliminated. Copy that. Now, I think what we're going to do is we're going to start off with uh, the Perfect. category I like to call this one's for Kevin. There was exactly 30 participants in the 1992 Royal Rumble. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I have them all in front of me, starting with starting with Matt. Go ahead, uh, man. First wrong get, answer, you're out. Can I get a Hulkster dude? You can get a Hulkster dude. Kevin. I will go with the number one entrant. That would be the British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith. Absolutely. Tony. Give me Sid. Yeah, I'll give you Sid. Thanks. Matt. I'll take I'll take the winner, Mr. Ric Flair. You got it. I will go. I'm just trying, just trying to, to keep count here. I will go with the million dollar man Ted DiBiase. Absolutely. I will go with the man who could have won the whole damn thing, Mr. Tito Santana. He's in it. I know. I'm just looking to check him off. I got him. Uh, can I get a Macho Man Randy Savage? I suppose you can get a Macho Man Randy Savage. Let's go with Shawn Michaels. Oh, Kevin, I had such high hopes for you. He's 100% in that match. I know I'm fucking with you, man. Settle oh, down. God. Settle down. Fuck, <laughs> Tony. Um, you know what? This is where I start getting fucked up. Give me Greg the Hammer Valentine. You can get Greg the Hammer Valentine. Fuck yeah. Uh, let me get the underwear taker. <laughs> you got him, Matt. The clean underwear taker. I will go with the Texas Tornado, Kerry Von Eric. Absolutely. The Texas Tornado, Kerry Von Eric. Tony. Oh, Jesus. Now I don't know who the hell else is in this goddamn thing. Huh. Huh. Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Um... And this is 92. Who else is hanging around? Huh. Well, this might be where I go out. I'm going to... Uh... God damn it. Tony, you're letting me down now, brother. Yeah, no, I'm letting myself down, dude. Um, hmm. Can I get a tugboat? Oh, Tony. All right, I'm out. Good. <laughs> Tony, you can't get a tugboat, man. All right. You All can't right. have a tugboat. Good, I suck. No. Yeah, don't beat yourself up, Donk. Going to be honest with you, I was really hoping that Kevin was going to boat himself on this one. Very good chance that still happens, by the way. I was really hoping. So now we move on to the next category. Oh, we're not done with this? Oh, no. Tony's out. It's new category. Man, you got it. Now, now here, Kevin, I'm going to need you to really fucking pay attention. All right. This one's a little bit, there's a little bit more in intricate than the last one. All right. So many names. Stay with me. We'll get new Kevin. names, brother. Get a new get new names. Okay. This one. All right. 
in the history of the Survivor Series, the very first elimination from the first Survivor Series match on each card. Oh, I have them here. I'm not talking about dark matches. I'm talking about just traditional Survivor Series matches and the first person eliminated right, from well, each that, one. Well, Matt starts. Matt starts. That is a fucking evil question, my Very friend. Very evil. You're got I well, am, I mean I am I am impressed. We got the we got the 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 dicks of knowledge here swinging and I'm I'm ready to hear it. Can we go back to the 92? It's uh, yeah. <laughs> now, dark matches don't count and there is one person that holds this distinction that happened twice. All right, so you're looking for the uh, first people First person, excuse me. The first elimination from the first match on the pay-per-view card from each Survivor Series pay-per-view. Okay. okay. All right. So we don't have, okay. I got this. Oh, I like this question now. So can I start? Are we start? Are we going chronologically? We don't have to go chronologically, I'm guessing. Go, go wherever you want, man. It might take me a little bit to find them on my sheet here, but I got them all. All right. Hi, Kate. I thought she was frozen. I'm just producing behind here. Don't mind me. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Fuck. 87. It's either 87 or 88. You don't need the year, dude. Just the guy. Just yeah. the guy. Uh, Let's go Danny Davis. You got it, Matt. Danny Davis. Bonus, do you know how he was eliminated? Oh, I know. Oh, wait. We're going first match, right? First trip. Oh, this is why the fuck I told you you have to pay attention. Kevin. I'm thinking of first. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> the, the, first, the first eliminated from the first traditional Survivor Series match on each pay-per-view Copy. card. Copy. All right. So I got to delete a lot of these. Did he, get, he got submitted? He did. Keep Brutus. swinging that knowledge, Dick. Brutus. There you go, Tony. I will go Demolition Axe. Yes. That a boy, Kevin. Wow. Good on you. Matt? Let me get <clears throat> Duggan and Harley Race. Yes. I was hoping that somebody would do that as the two for you nailed it. That was 87, right? The first it was eight, it was 87. Double God count damn. out. Wow. Yeah, we get, oh. This uh, is some fucking nut crunching time, dude. This is insane. Some nut crunching time. Got nut crunching. So much nut talk tonight. Mostly from Rhiannon. Dude, my stomach hurt when I saw that guy poop out his balls, but this makes my stomach hurt even more. Good God. Uh, the old ball poop. I'm glad I called Tugboat and I'm eliminated. Because <laughs> this would have been fucking embarrassing. All right. This is a this was a hell of a question. Hell of a question that Kevin came up with. I stuff. I don't know if I want to go with this match. I know it's the first match. I don't know if I want to go with it though. Um, oh, Mama, Mama Cita. Um, <laughs> oh, 
what was the first match and uh, that's my fit oh no He's gonna fucking fucking murder you. No, I'm okay. <clears throat> right, so I have a small dick. I'm going. I'm gonna go British Bulldog. Nineteen ninety one. Get it. No. I'm sorry, Kevin. That's wrong. Nineteen ninety. 1991 was Colonel Mustafa. Oh, no, no, that's not true. Show. That's wrong. The first match of that show was the Flair, Mountie, Warlord, uh, against uh, Flair, DiBiase, Flair, Piper, Warlord versus. Give me a second here. I double checked these notes twice today. You're saying the 1990. 1990- Bulldog was the first eliminated. That I don't know. But the first match was 100% Piper, Brett. Bulldog and Virgil versus uh, Flair, DiBiase, Mountie, and Warlord. Couldn't stop. That match was later down in the card. Checking it towards what? Wait, what Survivor Series? Ninety-one. All right, hold on. He's checking a book when we have computers like everywhere. I think Bulldog was the first eliminated, and then everyone else got disqualified but Flair or counted out. Kevin, you're right. My notes are wrong. You're right. You're still you're st- you're still in it. All right. There we go. I apologize to both of you. I don't know where in my notes I double checked them. I was all over this, but yes, Kevin, you're right. Yeah, no, Kevin's right. It's Nature Boy, Ted DiBiase, the Mountie and the Warlord mm-hmm. versus Brett, Roddy, Virgil, and the Bulldog. You're right. I pulled actually I pulled the I Somewhere must have slipped up. That is the second match, and it was Colonel Mostow. First match was Bulldog. Kevin, you're still in it. Nice. All right, Matt, yours to fuck up now. <sighs> Let me get a Big Daddy Cool. Big Daddy Cool. You can have a Big Daddy Cool. Oh, shit. It's 94 or 93 Savage. He fucking oh. whipped that out like his nuts on fucking date night. <laughs> or when he's trimming his toenails. I oh. thought he was giving me a tip of the cap there. Did you see? <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> what was the hey, handsome Kevin, I can't tell. Is that so, fucking Trevor Murdoch sitting above you? <laughs> you know, the ways to do it, but. Why did I just hear Dave LaGreca? I'm not sure. Because I'm trying to find where I lost my where we lost our place on the down the aisle. There's some fun stuff left in there that I want to. Gross. These nuts. These nuts. These nuts. These nuts. Wait, do I still have ligma balls in here? I'm gonna oh, figure it out. Ligma balls. Kevin, it's on you. Grab his dick yeah, and yeah. twist it. I'm on it. Tony, of course, keeps playing stuff when I'm trying to think like he does. (laughs) (laughs) 
Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. Tony, would you freaking fucking stop, please? <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> freaking fucking stop. Ligamables. <laughs> no, Tony, seriously. In your face. I'm fucking... <laughs> <laughs> this is why we can't get things. Anytime you're ready, Kevin. Anytime. Why we need a timer? No, Don't worry. fuck no. Man, this is gonna be tough. Um, I, I gotta take a shot here because I honestly I can't think of match orders. That stinks. It's it's terrible. And, and that, that's the, that's the crutch right there. Nineteen eighty nine is my favorite Survivor Series of all time, and I can't think of what the freaking first match was. I mean, I know all the matches. I just don't know which one mm -hmm. was first. Yeah. I want to say. Can I get? A red rooster. Correct. Ding. You can't have a red rooster. Why do you play correct thing? You're a fucking troll. Tony, you're a fucking troll and you're the fucking worst <laughs> person that ever existed on the face of this goddamn planet. How? Matt, you know what that means. <laughs> Is Mike Knox on there? Matt, you win, buddy. You're, you're the shiniest of the shiny wizards, man. You got the biggest, the you got the biggest, knowledge, biggest knowledge dick in the room. Who's, who Did, else was on that list? Who was the uh, 89 match? 89 was Tito Santana. 92. I had a, I, I had a, a Fatu. Fatu was 94. I had a Marty Jannetty. Uh, Marty Jannetty was 96. And I had a Henry O. Godwin. 97. How do you know this? So we had. How uh, do you know this? Bo Beverly, 92, Fatu, 94. Right, let me uh, ask you this, though. Does that count? Was that the first match on the show in 92? Yes. First, no, first Survivor Series match. Traditional yeah. Survivor Series that's, elimination. That's no. the worst Survivor Series of all time. Not a great one, no. Uh, 98 was the tournament. Uh, 99 was Thrasher. 2000 was China. 01 was Big Show. Uh, there was no, tradi no traditional Survivor Series match in 02. 03 was Hardcore Holly. 04 was RVD. Lashley was 05. Ron Simmons was 06. Kane, Kane was 07. JTG was 08. Dolph Ziggler was 09. He was twice. The only one twice to ever be eliminated first in the first Survivor Series match. Uh, MVP, Dolph Ziggler again in 11. Brodus Clay, Dean Ambrose, Cameron, King Barrett, Carmella, Becky Lynch, Naomi, Nikki Cross, Seth Rollins, and Kevin Owens. No yeah. shot. I was getting. I was not getting past ninety-seven. I was no hoping. I was getting past ninety-five, ninety-four. I was hoping one of you guys was going to run the fucking thing. Just keep going and going and going. Yeah, just the match. Like you said, it's just the match order. That, that the match order. That's. Yeah. If I did main events, would he had a better chance? If I would be able to tell you who the first, like I had like a list, right? Like I had Zeus. In 89, he was the first one eliminated from, from that, but that wasn't the first match on the show. Right. So that right. threw me off. I had Mike Knox. He was the first one eliminated in that match. with the. So I had that. I had uh, – uh, that's pretty much it. Well, it was designed to be difficult. Right, which is good. It was designed to give us the shiniest wizard of all the wizards. Stinks. Polish that shit up, Double T. <laughs> Stinks. Stinks to high right. heaven. <laughs> 
Kevin, I just love I love how committed you are to finding the answer and how riled up you get. There's no money on the line, brother. <laughs> well, the shiniest the wizard, some bullshit title that me and Kate talk about. I am the like, most competitive person you'll ever meet, which is not good for me because I'm terrible at everything. <laughs> so, like, I will be... Probably will have a clip for next year. Like, I will fight. Like, I will go all in on what I think, and I'll be wrong 99.9% of the time, but I'm always competitive. Like in sports and everything, so I'll fight you. I'm, I'll lose, but I'll fight you. Well, you don't need to fight anybody, man. Oh no, I meant metaphorically speaking, of course. All right, <laughs> Meta- metaphorical fighting, of course. That's, it. That's what wrestling well, we're is. Gonna... Isn't it? Oh, Bring on it, Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> this guy's been on three Whoa! times in the last month. <laughs> the man, the possum. Hey, mate. Oh, the possum. I'm here. Ah. You know, uh, Henry O. Godwin was one of my favorite wrestlers back in the day. <laughs> was it was because of the slop possum? Is that slop bucket? Yeah. <laughs> well, we do also want to say hi to Brendan and thank you so much for helping us with the clips for the walk down the aisle. And uh, nice fancy shirt, Brendan. Holy oh, shit, Brendan you. dressed up. Look at this. I was supposed to wear this to the roast and I forgot because I'm an idiot. You look very dapper, Brendan. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Possum, where's Joey? Oh, I had to put him to bed, mate. 805's a little late for that bugger. All right, fair enough. Yeah. For a minute there, I thought you were wearing like a like a like a bedtime robe. Oh bedtime. no, I, I got a whole night of dumpster diving ahead of me, mate. <laughs> Just getting warmed up. You and me both. How do you uh yeah. how, how do you deal with the cold? Fair. No, 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 because I live here in New Jersey and it's cold as shit out here. And they're Do you like, have any fur, mate? No, boys, like, make sure you honk the horn before you start your car because there could be a cat sleeping in there because they like, like, they like a warm, the warm engine. Like, cats got fur? You be sleeping in people's car engines? Yeah, cats are weird, mate. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, fuck a cat. Yeah. Hold on. You got Mr. Possum. You have any pets? I don't. Uh, just just me and Joseph here at the here at the den. Uh, I, I suppose if I was going to get a pet, I'd maybe get a fellow marsupial. But now, I think you need a license for one of them. You said you have a long night of uh, dumpster diving ahead of you, and you've put Joey to bed. Who watches Joey when you're out there in those dumpsters? Oh, he just kind of keeps to himself. Yeah, <laughs> don't, don't really need a babysitter, and I don't know where I'd hire one in the first place. <laughs> Very independent, Joey. Yeah, and, uh, he can be. When you, when you work the AWF show on December tenth, Pack Attack, uh, will you be rummaging through Baron von Raschke's garbage bags? Baron von Raschke, that's the claw. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps his. Uh, Perhaps his garbage bags, perhaps his diaper. Who knows? His oh. diaper. Wow. Yeah. You think he, he he has to wear a man diaper? Well, he's pretty old, ain't he? He's very. Let's see how old he is. How old do you think he is? I'd 97. say seven. Hundred and six. Yeah, that's pretty wow. good. I don't think he's that old, possum man. Hey, how does the possum years work? That's exactly what I was going to ask. Oh, uh, I'm not really sure. 
I think we just count them like you humans do. We just don't normally get to count as high. Let's see. Possum years to humans. Baron Von Ratchke is only 80. Oh, that's it, eh? That's, that's all it. the people need to know. <laughs> He's a vegetarian. You're not going to find anything good in his dumpster, too. Oh, yeah. Ooh, the Baron's a vegetarian? Yeah. Yeah. Is that why he's got no tip muscles? <laughs> Probably. I never understood that. Baron von Rasky. Oh, or as because he's, he's eighty. A... No, he's just never had a chest. Kevin, come on, handsome Kevin. You've seen you've seen the Baron work. I have. Yeah. He's got like permanent, like all the way across Kofi tits, like no muscles. Yeah, I mean, some people are just built different, Tony. Yeah. Yeah, it's I, I I'm body so. shaming. I guess uh, so, Kevin. Possum, are you are you a vegetarian? Or are you just glad to eat whatever you can? I'm an omnivore mate. That's right. That means, that means all the voice. Yeah. I'm glad you ex- you explained that for Matt. Vegetables. He said Hardcore dude. If it's still got the remnants of of the cheese or the crust or the pizza grease on it. <laughs> It's actually got a pretty good texture, cardboard. I'm actually very worried about your well-being. I know you're located in the Minnesota area, and those winters can get awful. I, I got a strong gut, Mike. So you don't <laughs> got to worry about me. Do you, How, uh, before you eat the cardboard, do you take off the shipping tape? <laughs> Usually I'm in quite a hay. So, so no. No, no, I did not. <laughs> Possum, have you ever eaten beaver? <laughs> I feel like that's a trick question, Mike. Great question. Though. No, no trick. Yeah. What does the, the, the possum have? For... Tough. The skin's tough on the beaver? Yeah. You have to lick the beaver to soften it up before you oh, eat it? Boy. I oh, suppose boy. you would. No, I'm asking yeah. you. Like, you're the possum. Well, I've never ate a beaver, but I know they, I know they have thick pelts. Yes. What yeah, a... Like, Gnaw through the beaver to get to the to the to the meat. Not too much teeth there. Got to dig in there a little bit. Yeah. What get in there with, beaver with tail. both paws. Yeah, yeah. I, I suppose I, I'd start with just one little claw, and then if if I needed if I needed an extra claw or two, I, I'd use them. Right. Check it out. Great. And then maybe. Just stick my whole head in there. Fuck yeah, dude! Wow. Yeah, um, if necessary. What's, what's on the uh, What's on the possum's uh, Thanksgiving dinner table? Beaver. Well, see, my the possum doesn't get what's on the table. He gets what was on the table and then was scraped into <laughs> a garbage can and carried out into the dumpster. No, see, I look, I know that you're a possum, right? But this handsome Kevin over here, he knows you. He works with you at this this wrestling company. He's not going to open his door say, Mr. Possum, one night. I don't want you out there. Come, come. You can fucking sit under the table and eat off a plate like a, Kevin, like, like a normal possum. Handsome well, Kevin's always well, asking I, people I to come. About that. <laughs> How many Kevins you got to get in the room for him to get to be the handsome one? Well, I mean, look at the other Kevin. Just one. (laughs) Get a haircut, Kevin. You guys just gonna not acknowledge Brendan at all? No, this is great. (laughs) Hypothetical question, big old possum. Yeah. If you were 
if you were gonna do Thanksgiving dinner, what uh, what you know, obviously maybe a turkey, but what are the sides? What does Big O Possum fantasize about with the sides? And is macaroni and cheese an acceptable side for Thanksgiving? I suppose so. I kind of like when it all gets mixed together. So you got if you if you want to have Thanksgiving dinner like a possum, I suppose you could you could take all the individual fixings on the table and get a big giant punch bowl and put a fistful of each fixing into the punch bowl and stir it around with your paw and take a big bite. And I, I think that'd be pretty good. Yeah, I respect that. All right. I was going hypothetical like if you were maybe like a human. Do, uh, that, that was that was my hypothetical answer, mate. Okay, I didn't, know, I didn't know if possums thought like they'd like you know. Sometimes you're like, I wish I was a bird and like a fly. Do you ever wish you were like a human and you could just eat dinner at a table? Not particularly. So no, that's 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 a good question, though, Matt. Uh, possum, if you could be a different animal, would would you would you would you be a different animal? And which which animal would you be? Solid question. Solid question. The raccoons are pretty brazen. <laughs> yeah, they don't give a fuck. They don't. Sometimes <laughs> I see them out and about in the alleyways. The and don't don't they also go through the dumpsters, possum? Are you are you picking with your with your stomach and not your yeah, not your they, brain? They're, they're a bit tattoyal. You know, they look rather cute. But you ever heard the guttural sound that comes out of the mouth? <laughs> no. Scary thing, Mike. So what's, <laughs> what's the working relationship like between opossums and and raccoons? What's oh, up? There's like? no working relationship. Uh, it's a blood rivalry, Mike. Oh man! So yeah. if you encountered each other at the same dumpster per se, would it would it go down? Well, you say oh. all I'd have to do is play dead, and the raccoon would probably leave me alone. I'd wait nice. till he's finished and clean up the scraps when he's gone. Good for you. Us possums. We're rather intelligent and, and cunning when we need to be. So all I can think about right now is like you like having like like bobbing for apples, but like with a big punch bowl of Thanksgiving sides. Is that something that you have ever done before? I, I suppose that's pretty accurate. Yeah, nice. If the punch bowl is an eight by ten dumpster. <laughs> like not an eight by ten like autograph, like an eight foot by ten foot dumpster. Uh, yeah, I suppose that's what I was going for there. Just kind of pulled some, I've never measured a dumpster, you know, mate. So I kind of just pulled some some measurements out of my behind there. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah, perhaps I was thinking about the big old possum eight by ten photographs that I sell it on my show. Five dollars outside of the plastic protective covering, and ten dollars if you want them inside the plastic protective covering. Mm. Right, we'll talk about that later because I think yeah. I need one of those. So you don't get along with the raccoons, but you have been a tag team with El Funky Fox and Super Thunderfrog. So oh, you they're, do my best, they're my best mates. Yeah. All right, if you had to pick one, though. Well, the, the frog has been a great a great mentor to me and the fox. It's kind of the new guys on the scene up here. Right. So we both look up to him rather mightily. So and you then could... me and the fox, we got the camaraderie. The camaraderie of being kind of the understudies. Uh-huh. So yeah, it's kind of a different working relationship. But but we're all mates, like I said. 
All right, but your dumpster's only big enough to bring one of them over for Thanksgiving scraps. Who are you bringing? Um, I'm probably bringing the Fox Mike. The, the proper yeah. answer would probably been Joey. Uh, well, Joey, Joey's always with me. You just and said you're going to put him to bed and then go out and jump in the dumpsters. Yeah, that's true. I'm kind of contradicting myself on I'm like, <laughs> so I just want to make sure Joey's okay. I'm worried about Joey. Joey. Stay up past his bedtime. So you might you might say that the dumpster is your foxhole. Yeah, I suppose so. There you go. You ever find Joey trying to smuggle some goodies of his own inside your pouch? Like you ever get infected from shit that he leaves in there? Uh, every now and then he'll leave like a banana peel, stray banana peel lying around. But that can be useful in a wrestling match as well. So I don't mind so much. And Mario Kart. Exactly, Mike. <laughs> What is the worst possible thing Joey could leave in your pouch? Because I would think glitter is terrible. Oh, yeah. You don't need that. Can't get it out of anything. Yeah. <laughs> Do possums hibernate in the winter? Like, are you going to go away and not uh, not be in on the winter shows? Oh, absolutely not, Mike. Good. We, we got fur. That's a great point. Yeah, you're, big on the, you're big on the fur thing, man. Yeah, well. <laughs> Hey, hey, big old possum, what's the worst thing you've ever eaten by mistake in a dumpster? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Sometimes Beaver? I just get in the days and, you know, I don't even know what I've eaten. Uh, it, it all looks the same when it comes out. <laughs> That's you've not necessarily true. <laughs> you, you, you've never you've never accidentally dined on a Coney Island whitefish or anything like that? I, I, I don't even know what that means, but I suppose it's possible. <laughs> now, possum, you've you've talked a lot about what you eat, but what does possum drink? Is it? I mean, is it? Do you have you have you ever had a drink? Have you ever had an alcoholic beverage? Have you ever had an apple that sat out too long, or some berries oh, that a, sat I'm out too long? I'm a big fan of the frosties, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like is to knock a few beers back after after a match after a show. Sometimes you drinking formats before show, Mickey's or Foster's or what's what's the go-to possum? Oh, I kind of like the uh, you know I drank a lot of Fosters in my day back in Melbourne, but coming over here to the states, I kind of like the craft beers. Oh, you can't find a lot of those in the dumpster. Oh, not traditionally, more in the recycling bin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what? This is probably a better time of year to drink beer because now that it's getting colder outside, that beer is going to stay colder longer. That's correct, Mike. There you go. <laughs> Look at you thinking. Fuck yeah, dude. That's what I do. Not always. No. I don't like the way you think, Mr. Big Opossum. I, I like I like the survival skills kicking in for the winter time. I don't like the fact that you're still playing your trade during the winter. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you mates having me on, but I think I can hear Joseph crying out upstairs. Aww. I went upstairs, Aww. you know, in my den. Good for you. Yeah. Well, thank thank you so much, Big Opossum. Appreciate your time. You have a wonderful night. Congrats on all your years doing the show, mates. I hope you got thank another you, bunch possum. of years in you. We do. Thank we you, have, Mr. We possum. have room for you, Possum. I love talking to the Big yeah, Opossum. Yeah, he's incredible. Goodbye, mates. Goodbye, yeah. mate. Have a great goodbye, <laughs> mate. I always want to do that accent. It's so it's so addictive to hearing. You know, I love good accent, Big Opossum. He's such a such a great dude. Nice pull. <laughs> Fantastic guy. Fantastic. Well, marsupial, I guess. Marsupial. Yeah, I was going to say. Guy implies human. 
Hey, <laughs> handsome, hey, handsome Kevin, just check your messages on Discord. Hey, uh, Mr. Haney, Yo. uh, how's how's everything, sir? You like the big old good, pasta? good. I've been uh, listening to you guys nonstop for about the past week or so for you know going back on episodes and everything. Oh, wow. It's been a fun yeah, week. Was... Tremendously helpful in helping us accumulate all of the down the aisle stuff. Yeah. My yes, thank you for that. Very much appreciate yeah. it. Very much appreciate it. So I got, I got to ask you, uh, mm-hmm. did you, did you learn anything? Has your opinion, has your opinion changed of our humble show? <laughs> it's and do we need to apologize? Over the years, huh? I would say. I went all the way back. I went as far back as I could the fifth season, so it definitely got better. <laughs> and I learned there was a lot of stuff that uh, I definitely couldn't timestamp on those earlier shows. No. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, Brendan, Brendan, yeah. can I ask you, as uh, I mean, super fan that you are of the Wizards, what is your favorite? If you were to say like somebody's looking to get into into a podcast and you obviously want to you want to introduce them to the wizards is there a memory or a point in time or an episode that you can remember that goes god damn it every time i hear that i'm laughing that's the one that i'm going to share to get somebody in introduced to the wizards and maybe hooked on the wizards um actually and i'd never gone back but i would say the Fala interview at the uh i think it was eight year was just unbelievable. I've never him and his cheese. Him and his cheese. He just had his cheese plate and was so happy. (laughs) (laughs) It was just unbelievable. Like when I sent the timestamps, I just sent like a little note like I can't timestamp this. Everybody should listen to this interview. It's fantastic. Thank you. And after that too, Crowbar was just amazing that uh that interview was just the best. Because it's different than anybody else. (laughs) All these other, like all these other podcasts, they ask the same questions and everything, and you guys just do it different. I mean, I told Matt, like I've hated black cheese for seventeen years. Well, that's and, that's, uh... and I love the interview with them now that you guys did. So. Are you happy he's the representative of your NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, oh, like boy. Kate is? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh boo we were gonna do a top five of uh best tyrus matches but they don't exist so it was just oh that's just hurtful kate uh we're gonna do a top five of like times kevin hasn't name dropped someone didn't exist you know what i mean so it's like so we were just having trouble with like the top five it's like a top 30 you need to do thought about it <laughs> thought about it yeah so kate let me ask you how many people did kevin name drop on saturday there was a good number at the bar. There were for all, for all the, wait, 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 all the bullshit you get. Fight, fight club, Kate. Fight club, Kate. Fight for this. Fight for that. Kevin with the name drops. Kevin with the name drops. Always. Wait, wait, wait. Sat like sat like all uh, full gear Saturday or Russell Pro Saturday. Oh, at Reds. At Reds. Like, <laughs> Sorry, yeah. friends hanging out before. Don't remember anything. You didn't go out of your way to name drop. They just fell out of your mouth. You know what he I mean? just dropped. Like, it wasn't like a forced name drop. It was just came up in conversation. But, yeah, but, but who, who would I name drop saying. that you don't already get, know? Not me. Does that, when we I was going to say, does it change the fact that it's a name drop? Oh, that's right. Your, your friends that I met. They were very nice people. <laughs> <by the way. laughs> no, we 
remembers. <laughs> yeah, they were very nice people, all of them. No, 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 no. It was, it was a really. Um, that it was, was a lot a, of fun. Very nice to to get to meet some people. Yeah, yeah, it was really fun. It was a really good time. Yeah. But I'm just saying, for all the bullshit I get, keep big times. Get the fuck out of here. All right. Oh no, I fucked He's the hard. big timer. <laughs> yeah, I fucked with you hard, pretty pretty well. <laughs> but the stories lent themselves to the name drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they were organic name drops, but they were still yeah. name drops. You know what I mean? Oh, fair, fair. <laughs> no. Can I ask in this story here? You said a bunch of Kate's friends. Are these are these ladies that is that Kevin's go to? Is he name dropping wrestlers? Is that no. is that the, is no, that the pickup dude. line? No. All right. Dude, and one lady who was think... already attached to someone. Yeah, I think I actually knew him before, and I just didn't know Caesar. Right? Is that his name? The guy that maybe. You're... Yeah. Sure. That's right. <laughs> Shout out to Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> That out to Caesar, baby. <laughs> Unknown wrestling fan, one hundred and thirty-seven. <laughs> Shout out to you, man. I mean, to be fair, Brendan was unknown wrestling fan number one. Oh, one hundred percent. We're just dropping and dinging tonight, aren't we? Uh, Brendan was uh, Brendan. I, as far as I'm concerned, brother, you always you always have a name. You'll always have a spot place in my heart you uh six feet in front of kevin's face in an afternoon wrestling show (laughs) (laughs) uh no brennan was was uh extremely uh helpful with uh with the with the time steps and going back and and finding the stuff finding the polls man brennan was fantastic uh just wanted to say thank you very much yeah my family went away last weekend, so I had nothing else to do. So. I oh, made great. my family disappear. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, yeah, we're going away. Should we tell Brendan? Nah. Nah. <laughs> no, I'll do timestamps for a wrestling podcast. <laughs> well, we appreciate it. It made literally anything that we did in Down the Aisle possible because... We had a lot of other stuff to do, but we appreciate it. And just you're always so awesome in the Discord and stuff. It's it's I appreciate wonderful it. getting Thanks. to interact with people. Yeah, you are a genuinely good dude. And I don't say yeah. that about a lot of people. I don't even say it about Matt and Kevin, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'll remember that next time I roast you, Tony. <laughs> Listen, man, as long as you don't fucking bomb it like Sleepy Ryan Arthur, we're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's gonna listen to this. He'll be like, "Really?" I'm gonna be like, "Yeah, you fucking bombed," and I say it all the time. Hey, is this him joining us? I can't tell who's in the bottom of the screen. Bomb it like Sleepy Ryan. Oh, yeah. this fucking oh, turn on your radio. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna listen to this. He'll be like, "Really?" I'm gonna be like, "Yeah, you." Fucking <laughs> turn your radio down, sir. Yeah. <laughs> what up? <laughs> Bob, you gotta mute your background. Yeah, it is muted. God damn it! (laughs) So many times that replays in the background. Ay ay ay! Listen for it. (laughs) Love you, Tom. I love you too, Brendan. So my 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 weekly question dishonor, man. So yeah, I owe you one. Not at all. So, yeah, Brendan's been a great help. He's definitely my source for anything Ring of Honor. So, 
You know, Ring of Honor doesn't have TV yet, right? Oh, church. I rant and fucking rave about it every goddamn week. So you and me both, brother. Oh, I am not excited about this. What about doing the show with us tonight? Well, no, I'm excited about that, but I'm not excited about the lack of Ring of Honor TV. So, however, I'm glad that Final Battle is not in New Jersey, so I don't have to fly out for it again to renew my driver's license in New Jersey. So. I was kind of disappointed. Nobody asked Opossum if uh, he had boots or uh, uh, boots with the fur or anything, but that's just me. So I can I can tell you he does not. Yeah. Well, I mean, I asked him about eating beaver. I mean, what, what else you want me to throw at him? That's I mean, and with that, Kate leaves. Be- <laughs> <laughs> Kate's like, yeah, fuck life. this beaver talk. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, my stream was just lagging, and then I pulled myself off the stream and just heard beaver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like a mating call. It drew you back. and <laughs> <laughs> drove her away. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. God damn, fucking beaver. <laughs> double fur, double paws. But yeah, I, I was. Uh, I had to chuckle that you had my uh, my network mate, Mister Brett, on earlier, because um, ironically, uh, my first episode with the Brainbuster Boys, Kevin was also on, Mister Rogue, and uh, neither of us knew that we were both be on the same episode at the time. So I was kind of chuckled when Brett was on first. So yeah, that was well, she, uh, a couple few months ago. Yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, we did. Uh, if you recall, and we actually uh, reviewed Brendan's favorite match. Kobayashi and Joe, uh, Sumo, uh, Samoa Joe. That's hey, a fucking Tom, amazing you, uh, match. The best. Uh, are you going for like a Mick Foley lookalike thing over there? I, that's kind of <laughs> what I was going for, yeah. So, Can you give us a thumbs up with a big smile? Oh, my gosh. That nails it. It's Mick Walkie, Tom. Yeah, but I, I still have most of my teeth, though. So. Where's the bell for that one? Yeah. <laughs> and he's probably in full Santa Claus beard mode. Well, oh, for I sure. Did, oh, shit, where's my Santa hat? Fuck. I, I did work for wrestling on Friday. <laughs> shit. That's what I should have did. Oh, well. Are you in a hotel? No, I'm in my house. Okay. Do you live in a hotel? Uh, not <laughs> I mean, we don't pay by the day. We do pay by the month. So it's, a, it's the fucking curtains, right, Matt? Yeah, it's the curtains. Yeah, it's the fucking curtains. Uh, yeah, I, I got my work computers on too with the lighting and everything. So. Gotcha. Now I, I want to ask you a question there. High five, Tom. Wow. Uh, I asked I asked Brendan earlier what to, if if he were to point to a time or a place or if he was going to introduce the Wizards to somebody that was looking to catch on to a new podcast, uh, what his answer would be. That's not my that's not my question for you at all, Tom. I like that's you a awesome. little bit I like you a little bit more than that. I'm going to ask you this. Uh, I see you every week in the chats and the Facebook coming back to watch these guys. I mean, every week you're you're there. You're connected to the Wizards. You don't really miss a show. Right. Uh, why do you keep coming back? What hooks you? Um, I, that's a funny question I ask myself every week, also. So, <laughs> <laughs> what an asshole! <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, all bullshit aside. Like I said, um, when Kevin and I are, uh, I also KJG. I still think Kevin Grifo is very handsome. Uh, but when we talked about just really. You know, the community that you guys have created. I mean, you know, I've met so many friends. I know I'm kind of new. I've only been here about three plus years, but 
Um, you know, you guys have always taken very good care of me. It's very good entertaining. I work late on Monday, so it works perfect. So I just throw it on. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just fucking hilarious. You know, like Brenda said earlier, just, I mean, yeah, yeah. The interviews are great. Uh, but yeah, just the banter is hilarious. You know, just watching Tony and Kevin almost come to blows. I'm glad they're not in Tony's, you know, Tony's basement. So every week. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, all bullshit aside, listen, you guys have been very good to me. Um, Matt sent me this Lucha Underground t-shirt that I'm wearing, you know, so, you know, Matt well, and saw- out in real life and Tony and Kevin, and we both talked to you on the internet. So it's a lot of fun. You know, he sent me this shirt too. I just had to pay for it. Yeah, I've got that same shirt probably in the closet. I don't think I sent it to Goodwill yet. No, I'm kidding. So, yeah, let's, I mean, you know, and like the interviews, they're not your typical fucking interviews. They're like conversations. Like if you're sitting down in a goddamn bar, it'd be the same conversation you'd be having with somebody, not like, oh, where did you train with? And blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, hopefully, yeah, I'm sorry if I pontificated too long. So, no, that means a lot, man. No, you're good. I just uh, am very uncomfortable with the compliments. I've said this for years. So, same. Yeah, me too. So. Danny, so, Danny Russ in the chat agrees. Uh, the Discord may be the best idea you guys have ever had. If you're not in the Discord, people, go over to our Twitter, get the link, join us. We got new people join. We got a bunch of new people just joining this week. I saw a lot yeah. of action going on in the welcome in the welcome community. Yeah, to no, I mean, that's what, to that's no surprise, I, if that's the best idea you ever came up with, it was Ree's idea. So, story tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kate. Can you go back to high? Can we, can we like high Kate? <laughs> <Beaver again. laughs> Kate, you did a fantastic job, but we're good. Hey, Kate, beaver, beaver, beaver. <laughs> yeah, of all the things you guys have said to me over the years, that's the one that would kick me out of here. No. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the discord i mean is is the place to be i mean that's really what really kind of set the, the podcast apart i mean i i don't know it's running that's where i met kevin you know i'm driving up to minnesota here in a couple months to see some awf soon um you know that's where i met will my you know the Oakland nominated podcast host of ring of honor revelry as i put myself over there real quick um you know so many people you know i collect discord members so David Henry Ball the third sat in my house. He sat in that kitchen, you know, that couch that's right there. So did you listen to any Antonio Horseman music while he was over? You know, I think every fucking week I'm like, God damn, I got to go to band camp. And then I start working and Tuesday morning comes like shit, I knew I forgot something. So I'm gonna do it eventually. Experimental so, music. Yeah, and I mean I appreciate all you guys have done. I mean, eleven years is fucking awesome. You know, and like I said, I was about a little under a year in when the pandemic started. I mean, all the shit you guys did for in the pandemic was really helpful to people. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to shove my nose up everyone's ass right now, but I mean it. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny. Not... The pandemic spawned the Wednesday show. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Fucking wild. Yeah, I remember the Mark Order was just uh, extra content. Yeah. And so, so is me and Dave Powers reading the fucking No Holds Bard script. <laughs> 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 Yeah, and, and you had my boy Perch on. You know, that was really awesome. So, shout out to Perch. So, yeah, of course. More name dropping. Yeah, that's you fit awesome. right in, Tom. That's, that's how I, I, could, I could go all day if you want. So, <laughs> hey, did and I mention that I'm friends with Brian Myers and Matt Cardona? Did I, <laughs> did I, do, that? Did I do that yet? I didn't I do mean, that yet. Did I? Okay. <laughs> I mean, when I dropped Discord member, I did meet Car- Carrie Calling as I was meeting um, Kevin's close personal friend, Brian Myers. So, that's right. 
You know, my hand's yeah. starting to hurt from all this fucking bell ringing. Yeah, that was hilarious. She's wearing a shining wizard shirt. She's like, you know, a shining wizard. I'm like, yeah. And then next thing you know, we're best friends. So that's awesome. Man. That's awesome. I gotta, I gotta ask here. I, it, it can't. Mick Foley put his body through hell over the course of years to look the way he does, and the, the resemblance <laughs> right now is uncanny. Yep. Mick Walkie, Tom, what the fuck did you do? How much time you got? So I just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess we're wearing shorts in the middle of the fucking winter. You get a gray ass beard like this. So, what the fuck are you wearing shorts for in the middle of winter? Why not? So I mean, I I, I want to bet it wasn't. It's cold. Really That's what Yeah, who <laughs> could wear the shorts longest in the winter? And that was 1991. So, golly, oh, I, I I need you to change your your name to Mickwalkie Tom. <laughs> I, I it needs to happen. <laughs> I was trying to do it. I can't do it for some reason. <laughs> I got that a lot at GCW, so that's where it spawned. And I, I, oh, Sunshine, can you find my Santa hat? <laughs> yeah, I literally wore a Santa hat with my visor at wrestling on Friday. So, did you did you just call your wife Sunshine? Well, yeah, it's her I, name. I thought he was talking to me. Oh, yeah. You're hey, my Matt's, other. <laughs> Matt Stone is the guy who drops his balls out of his shorts. Yeah. <laughs> whole face, sunshine, a little bit of both. So. <laughs> well, listen, you're fantastic, and uh, yeah. your friendship—you can't put a price on it. And uh, it's everybody's a, got a price. It's a you know, it's a blessing that through this podcast we've created such community. And and you know, you mentioned it. We get together and we have some drinks when you come into town, and yeah, I got to sit next to Brundon at the New Japan show. And nothing like, is like you sitting next to you at a wrestling show. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, right? We did it on Saturday. <laughs> Try freaking Tony. I would love that. No, Kevin you just, wouldn't. Kevin, Kevin just hates me. He can't. He can't. I love you. Yeah, Kevin had other agendas on Saturday night. He was bringing Strange up in the into the box. Oh was, yeah, can we oh, talk about oh, that? Nope, 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 we can't. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want nothing to do with with Tony screaming like a maniac Saturday night. Oh goddamn! How long did, were you were you horseless for? How long was Who, it me? Horseless? Yeah. I, I, I had sexy Tony voice all day Sunday, and today I feel like I'm kind of back to normal. Yeah, my voice was fucking shot Saturday. Oh, yeah, I wasn't fucking yelling at all the other people going, you people are poor. Well, what about them chanting, fuck you, Moxley, and then at the end, thank you, Moxley, you fucking marks. My friend said the exact same shit. He started yelling at all the people in the in the area. Well, like, good. Matt and your friend, they're a bunch marks. of fucking tough guys. No, what make up you? your fucking mind. You can't all chant fuck you, Moxley, and then say thank you after he loses. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I might wear this year round now that you guys did that. So. That's my dear close personal friend, Mick Foley. Oh, no, wait. Oh, my God. You look just <laughs> like him, bro. <laughs> now he looks just like me. You gotta get it right. So, I'll, I'll, whatever. Hey, it's LOL Mike Peterson. LOL, Mike. yeah, it is. Hi, guys. What, what up, Mike? Hi, Mike. <laughs> Way to bring the show down, Mike. Yeah. Oh, get out. You know, <laughs> how you doing, guys? Hello, hello. We're just having what a up? quiet, peaceful conversation about 11 years, you know. Oh, shit. I'm just. I had double audio going. Oh, you're fine. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, now that that awkward silence is over, I'm gonna yeah. just gonna go over here. Where's he going? 
That's a sweet chair you got there, Mike. Thanks. All right. So. What is Wait, going on what, here? What are you doing, Coke? Hold on, you know. Oh, shit. All right. I like it. Cheers. Bottoms up. <laughs> you know, there's one thing I got I to gotta show you guys. You know, I don't care that, you know, that Garifo shares a bank account with his mom. Now, this is the reason why you need to watch live because if you're listening to this in audio form, you're missing all of this. Right now. <laughs> this and, whole episode, um, you gotta watch live. So, you know, oh God, it's like this podcast is filled with fucking children. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Oh, you know, I don't know what's gonna happen next, but you know, hold on. I got I got one more popcorn. Okay. Where uh, where's the popcorn? Where's the popcorn from? That empty-headed <laughs> dumb fuck, Mike Peterson. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Uh, Take advice from other people, Mike. I know, right? <laughs> uh, you really so, would have put the icing on the on the cake if you had a Chicago Cubs hat on instead of a. Red if Sox. I, I, if I didn't even think about that, I actually had fight wraps and I could not find them. That I was actually going to put on my hands just to make that just <laughs> x them up. Yeah, just x it up, right? <laughs> just like that. Um. <laughs> Anyway, dude, I have, hey, 11 years. Congratulations, guys. Um, it's Matt's birthday. Oh, yeah. So what, what does that make you, like, two years younger than Tony? So, like. No, he's significantly younger than me. Oh, okay. So good about half 30 years I'm younger. I'm really right, old. You got it. Oh, you're not that old, Tony, are you? Yeah, I'm really old. You're not 50 yet? <laughs> no, not yet. God forbid. Okay, so I don't so, think you're that far ahead of me. Yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little far ahead of you. I'm 41 today. Oh, good for you. I'm 48 every day. Okay, so you're seven years ahead of me. You guys are all 150 years younger than Bobby Fish. That's all that matters. So, oh wow, dude, Bobby Fish, Bobby Fish had a boxing match recently and he won. I know it's crazy. It's not even that he's that old. It's just he looks like he walked out of a different era. I think, like, I, I think we curtailed Mike in the, in the middle, in the middle of a bit. What, did, what were you? What were you going for? Hey, bro? I, I mean, he was calling Tony old. That's not. That uh, yeah, that was that was it. I mean, that was the punch. That, or, that was the punch. Either line. that or broke ass Samoa Joe. So, uh, <laughs> hey, wait a minute. You're you're the guy that had the dick pic and it just said Tony, aren't you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not, you're a fucking cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm proud of that one. That one no, fucking that, ruled. That, that was that was that was a pleasant surprise. And you actually <laughs> you actually made me bigger than what I usually am. So I <laughs> God damn it. Well, damn. speaking of how old Tony is, we should probably How old pull, is he? He's so old that we should probably pull this trade into the station. 
Well, beaver, 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 beaver. Ready to wrap right. it up. It was good seeing everybody, and congratulations on 11 years, guys, and thanks for everything you guys do. So, Thanks, Mick. Yep. Congratulations, thanks guys. Thanks again for all the hey. great shows. Thanks, thanks Brendan. Thank you. Oh, Thank I was going to say happy Thanksgiving. All right. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, sorry, you guys oh, still say it to them. And Mike just left. What the fuck? Wow. All right. Well, happy Thanksgiving, guys. <laughs> happy everybody. Thanksgiving, Mike, and everybody. Have a Tom great and- time. Thanks for joining the show, guys. Have a great time. <laughs> Kate, I want to know, why do you have 17 windows open here that are just empty? Did were we going for Because something? they're not empty. To wrap up the show, we had some videos come in. Oh! over there in the Shining Wizards podcast for 11 years. Guys, you've been doing great work. We've been a big fan of your guys for such a long time. We tune into every episode that you guys pull out, and we wish you guys all the best in 11 more years and keep doing the great work you guys are doing. This is Dylan here from the World Elite Podcast, and on behalf of myself and Marcus, uh, who is unavailable to join us for the shout-out video due to technical difficulties, I just want to wish the uh, Shining Wizards podcast a happy 11th anniversary. Uh, the podcast for ourselves just celebrated its uh, two-year anniversary, so I couldn't even imagine what 11 years has done for this amazing show. So congrats to you guys. Very excited to see what year 12 uh, brings for y'all, and just love to have you guys in the podcast family that we share with so many others. It's Troy from the main event, Marks, wishing the Shining Wizards podcast another happy 11 years of podcasting. Over a decade, man. That's nuts. I've only been doing this show for two and a half years, and it's already felt like an eternity, a happy eternity, uh, but still an eternity. I can't imagine over a decade, man. But, you know, keep cranking out that great content, and don't be just regular Marks, but be main event Marks. Boys, what's going on? It's Kyle from the Apron Bump Podcast. Congratulations, 11 years. Holy fuck, that's a long time. That's a long time to do, to do really anything. I mean, shit on Mike, what, what, 11 years ago, shoot, I was, uh, I was 18, freshman year of college. It's pretty fat, still am. Uh... Yeah, taking shots at brunettes and uh, not fucking any women. So some <laughs> things don't change. But congratulations to you guys. Awesome, awesome show you guys do. It's hilarious every time I listen. We got more. We got more. I love it. Cool. Keep them coming. Ah! <laughs>
This Bullet Club Rob in the house. Wanna wish my boys, the Shining Wizards, a happy 11 years. I can't believe it. You guys are almost ready to go to high school. Probably almost ready to cross the street without holding my hand this time. Uh, just want to say thank you very much for every week. You guys have been killing it for the last 11 years, 609, 10 episodes. Going strong. If I ever need to know what's happening in the world of wrestling or just want to talk wrestling, I want, I listen to the Shiny Wizards podcast. Hey, how's it going? Eric Freed's here from Canada. Just wanted to say happy 11th anniversary to the Shining Wizards podcast. All of you guys are great. Tony, love chatting with you about everything um, on there. Thank you for getting our man Barry Hadison laid. Uh, guys, you're terrific. Thank you for giving us Kate and the Mark Order. And uh, stay well. Cheers. Tis I, the Yoda of yesteryear, the Messiah of memories, the impact player of Philly Ray from the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. And I want to take this time to wish my brothers, my pals, my boys, the Shining Wizards, a very happy and blessed 11th anniversary. I've been with you guys since day one. I love you to death. You guys are amazing what you do. And more importantly, you're amazing friends. And we thank you so much for all you've done for us, for our community. And for the world, you guys are amazing. Thank you. Peace. Congratulations. Hey guys, Will here. Sorry I couldn't commit to a live call-in tonight, but just want to give a quick thank you to Kate for inviting me to be a part of the 11th anniversary of the undisputed pro wrestling podcast champions of the world, Shining Wizards. Goes uh, without saying 11 years is a long time. I tried to do some math to figure out kind of roughly when I would have started uh, listening to you guys. And between guessing what the neckbreaker schedule would have been versus guessing with episode numbers from your archive, um, I would have started listening at around episode 157. So not the whole time, but a long time. It's been a hell of a ride. So thank you for all the laughs. It's definitely the highlight of every week. And thank you for introducing me to all the people who are in the Discord or Wizards Adjacent. Thank you for all the interviews. Thank you for all the bonus content. You know, just thank you guys for everything that you guys do. Um, I don't know if I really want to think about what my day-to-day -day life would be without knowing all you guys and having been able to meet all you guys. So I just want to say thank you. Happy 11th anniversary. Sorry I couldn't be there in, in person tonight. Certainly not least. Lives are going to be. Big pop. We do know what you mean, Holy <laughs> There's a couple of others, and some of those I had to cut down for time. Crowbar, of course, had his, but I... Uh, those got mixed up, but he called you Jack Wagons. That was the note that I was going to go home on, but suffice it to say, um, you know, I always try and tell you guys how much you mean to me. I think you know that what you mean to me as friends and what you mean to me in my development as a wrestling fan and as a podcaster. I mean, my God, you guys are the ones who taught me so much of what I know and uh, so much of what happened tonight was such like a great <laughs> a great example of that having no ego and having fun and being human and remembering that we're all just 
people talking to other people at the end of the day. And I couldn't be more thankful that you guys came in my life and that Kevin Gill had a free ticket to the G1 Climax because that's where this all started. So thank you from the bottom of my heart, too. Uh, that's way too sad. We have a note to end on, so I'll throw it over to Kevin. Aww. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, you guys are fantastic, man. Uh, I really appreciate what you guys do, what you've done for me. Um, you've created something special. You, you really have. You've created a network of people and, and friends, and it's it's fantastic. I am extremely grateful that uh, that you've invited me into this network, and I know, Kevin, you and I go back and forth a little bit, man, but nothing but love for you. Uh, it, seriously, Matt, Tony, it's super special what you what you guys have done. Uh, 11 years is, is fantastic. Um, I, I thank you guys so much so much for the support that you've 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 given me and any way that i'm able to reciprocate that back to you guys you know that uh, i will do my damnedest to do so and yeah no i got well churros afterwards 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 not to, shh gotta shh, i gotta do my dance first talk if we go i gotta do i gotta do my dance first man. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, seriously though, the, the way that you guys have kind of uh, welcomed me in, I, I, I couldn't be more, more grateful and more thankful. And again, what you guys have done and what you guys have created is, is very special and, uh, you should be very proud of yourselves. Thank you. Thank you guys both very much. And Thank you guys so much. Yeah. And you're we, welcome. We, I hope you had fun tonight. <laughs> oh, it was a blast. This was insanely Good. fun. Good. It was and worth I, staying up for. And I, <laughs> Tony. I do just want to say that, like, when we decide, like, when Matt was like, Matt, I believe this was your idea. Like, we just don't want to, like, we want people to talk, like, we wanted hosts to talk to us. We wanted to be the guest of our 11th anniversary show. And we couldn't think of two better people than Kate and and Kevin. Kevin, like, like I think, like, you and me are, are like, a lot more alike than we think we are. And I, I totally, I totally sure, couldn't thank you more. And Kate, and Kate, not handsome. No, I'm not, I'm not as handsome as <laughs> I, you know what? For this, you are handsome, Kevin, and you Aww. are you are gorgeous, Kate. You are gorgeous. You are awesome. Thank you so much for doing this for us, Matt and Tony. I'll let you let you take it away if you guys want something to say. Thank you for everyone that joined us too, by the way. Thank you. Is that it, Matt? Do you want, I? I'm just. Uh, I'm not great. I don't. I say it all the time to people in passing. People have how's the podcast, or you're still doing the podcast, and. And I know a lot of people who are my age that don't get to um, see their friends, let alone get together with them on a weekly basis, whether it's over the stream yard or getting together at Tony's or going to wrestling shows. And uh, and to be able to build a community just because the three of us like to get together and uh, drink and talk about professional wrestling and act like uh, jack wagons once a week. Um it's pretty priceless. You know, you could be the next Conrad Thompson and have like a podcasting empire, but I'm okay with, with this, with, with what we've managed to build. Um, and all these great people, I'm not going to cry marking out. Um, I'm going to cry. It's just, it's just, it's, it's a lot of fun. And I couldn't, couldn't ask for two better people to put this together and Kate and Kevin. Uh, and I couldn't ask for two better people to do the podcast with and Kevin and Tony um and everyone who took time to to watch the show or to send a video um it's just it's awesome it's so much fun and it's it's a good escape from the real world that every monday i know i can come on the show and act like a complete fucking buffoon for two <laughs> three hours 
and people like enjoy it and they tune in and and uh it's i'm pretty grateful for it so uh thank you all seriously uh, as much as i like uh treat you like shit in the discord <laughs> and on the show uh it really does mean it's, i'm just having fun i really don't need every single one of you just most of you i i've said it before this this show really had no end game other than like matt said just for some friends who always talked about wrestling in private decided to throw a couple microphones in front of ourselves and just have some fun and you know everything that's happened on the show good or bad you know uh previous hosts disasters of live shows uh conventions stupid questions that we've asked to guests over the years almost having guests walk out on us everything led to this moment every single thing that happened to us since we started doing this led to this moment and to be honest with you i wouldn't change a damn thing i would go through all the same bumps and bruises over again i would go through hell again i would i would open the gates of heaven again because it got us to where we are today and we're in a pretty damn good place i got two awesome co-hosts and friends that i get to do this shit with every week we've got awesome friends that we've made just from doing this just from three idiots talking about wrestling we've made such a wonderful community of people and thank you to kate and thank you to handsome kevin you guys were perfect for this role i don't think there would have been anybody else that that could have done such a great job like you guys did and everybody else that helped you guys out uh everybody that's joined us tonight brendan and milwaukee tom and mike peterson even that fucking big old possum who's afraid to admit that he won't eat beaver i mean <laughs> this is where we got to and there's no place i'd rather this show be than where it is right now it's it's amazing and thank you all Thank you guys that are here with us. Thank you to guys, everybody who's in the chat. Thank you to our Patreon producers, who we will thank doubly next week because we are still pulling this motherfucking train in the station because Tony <laughs> is still fucking old and still needs his sleep. <laughs> so on that note, unless anybody's got anything else to say, I'll cue up the closing music and maybe we could do some plugs and plug everybody's shit and get the fuck out of here. Yeah, if you're listening to this podcast, um then you should definitely be listening to Year of Pod that Kevin does. Uh, him and Duke. Thank you very much. They do. It's so, they get so creative and they're so funny. And you never thought that you would enjoy listening to people talk about WCW from 1989 uh, and 2000, but they do it. So definitely check them out. Their back catalog is, I don't know if it's available, Kevin. But it's it is. Awesome. It's amazing. Thank That's you. Great shit. Uh, and everybody wants the job. <laughs> <laughs> like a foot the yeah! Woo! And then, of course, Kate uh, is everywhere. She's doing Mark Mark Order Wednesday nights, Sour Graps Tuesday nights, Fightful Post Show Friday nights for SmackDown and Rampage, and she's doing Excite Wrestling commentary. She's really just trying to make a name for herself in an industry that is controlled by goofy, goony men. So she already has, bro. Three of my favorite ones are on the show, so no complaints. <laughs> at Miss Kate Fabe on Twitter. Follow her, support everything she does, support everyone uh, that's a part of this show. Kevin, your pod, um, Apron Bump Podcast, the World Elite Podcast, the Brain Busters Podcast, the Brocast, the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. Uh, if I missed anybody, I'm sorry. Don't forget, Shining Wizards Network is still a thing. ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. Check out all of our friends and all their great shows. And you know what? It's a new year. Maybe we've got some changes coming on the Shining Wizards Network. 
I don't think we're selling to the Mark Order podcast, by the way, because I haven't gotten any emails from Ant Money about any offers being made. So sorry, you guys had a chance. I didn't even get a birthday wish yet from Ant Money. He's running out of time. Oh, what a dick. He's probably holding Mrs. Money's hair back yet. I heard she's not doing too good. <laughs> she recovered nicely. She got Sorry, me. Mrs. Money. Love you. <laughs> she sent me some love. God damn. God damn. What a fucking We're show. We're back next week uh, with Rolando Freeman. Oh, yeah. And uh, David Henry Bauer is going to be part of the music. Our Wizards Rewind back to WCW Uncensored 1995. Oh, shit. I got another show I got to watch this week. Fuck. Yeah. I hate, kicks, Tony. I hate show prep. <laughs> I get no, we gave you a whole week off, man. No, seriously, like I watch and like like last week I watched NWA Power on Tuesday. Matt goes, Did you watch it? I don't even fucking remember I watched it. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. well, Saturday he goes, Did you watch NWA this week? I'm like, I don't remember what fucking happened. <laughs> It's so funny. I actually watched the World Tag League Super Juniors thing, and we're not even talking about it at all. Like, I literally watched it. It was awesome. Night one, right? Night two? Night one. Night one. Yeah, night one. Night two? I know. No. All right, we'll be back next week. Kate, Kevin, thank you guys so much. Yes, thank, thank you. you guys so thank much. Thank you. Well, folks, put a stamp on it. 11 years is in the books. Whew. And we still have the 10-year... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! Wait a, minute. Wait a minute! Did we fuck up? Did we not even put the fucking eleven-year logo on this thing? Ah. Yeah, we suck. You Actually, you know what? We don't suck. Kevin and Kate suck. That was whoa! Oh no! no don't you dare! They were hosting the show tonight. Whoa. Good night, Gracie, and thank you. Fuck you. Bye. Thank you. <laughs>